0: It is 3.05 and you can start the meeting. Thanks, Tara. Good afternoon, and welcome to the meeting of the Visual Arts Committee on Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. I'd like to call this meeting to order. Uh, Craig, can we call a roll?
1: Yes. Um, Commissioner Ferris? Here. Commissioner Beltran. Commissioner Liu? Commissioner McCoy? Present. Commissioner Musley. Here. And Commissioner Schneer. Here. Um, We have quorum for today's meeting. Commissioner Hakimi is absent.
0: Thanks, Craig, um, I would like to ask for any changes to the agenda uh, item 22530 18th street has been tabled item 9, the San Francisco, international airport, Harvey milk terminal underpass lighting project has a typo. The correction motion, the correct motion is discussion and possible action to approve an increase of light bright neon studio. LLC's design only contract from 144,864 to 1,630,907, an increase of $1,486,043. To include additional scope for fabrication, transportation, and consultation during installation of an artwork by Andrea Bowers DBA Radical Patients Inc. for the San Francisco International Airport. RV milk terminal 1 under Pass Laying project next due to time constraints. We will be taking items out of order. And with that, I'd like to begin the meeting. Welcome to the visual arts committee hybrid meeting. The meeting will be conducted as a hybrid meeting to allow public comment and public access to the visual arts committee meetings, either remotely or in person in room 125. At the war memorial veterans building located in 401 Van Ness Avenue. I want to remind us of the policies and procedures for public meetings at this meeting. We are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the good government guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco arts commission. For every item on the agenda there is also space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each
2: public comment is limited to 3 minutes. I want to remind us of the policies and
0: procedures for public meetings at this meeting. We are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the good government guide. At every public meeting there is place or general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco arts commission for every item on the agenda. There is also space for for gen- public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each public comment is limited to 3 minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely via WebEx. For each agenda item, the committee will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. Furthermore, I'd like to address a a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Speak directly into the microphone and introduce yourself when you speak so others on the phone know who's talking. Please note the San Francisco Arts Commission is discontinuing remote public comment for all public meetings starting December 2023. At that time, public comment will be taken in person with remote access provided for those who require an ADA accommodation. Requests for accommodation must be made at least 48 hours in advance of the meeting pursuant to Administrative Code Section 97.7. Late requests will be honored if possible. Please reach out to Tara dot Peterson at dot org, or by calling 4157522219 with any questions to make a future accommodation request. I will turn it over to a program associate Craig Kapora for public comment instructions. Thank
1: you. The public is encouraged to submit their public comments in 2 ways in person during the meeting or remotely via Webex. <clears throat> For members of the public joining in person who wish to comment on the agenda items. Once you're called on, then you will then you'll be asked to voice your comment at the podium. We will provide you with a blank public comment card. You're. Recommended, but not required to fill out this card. You may also make public comment through the WebEx platform when you click the WebEx link, you will then be prompted to enter the following information 1st and last name and email. These fields are required. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field. Please ensure that you're in a quiet location and that all devices around you are muted so that there is no echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will request public comment. For members, using the, for members of the public using the WebEx link, please click, click the hand icon to raise your hand. This will place you in the public comment queue when it is your time to speak. You'll be unmuted by the moderator. When your time is up, you will be muted for members of the public calling by phone. That wish to make a public comment when the public comment period opens press star 3. You will be added to the speaker line when your microphone has been unmuted. You will hear us ask you to state your name for comment. You're encouraged, but not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes when you speak using a visual timer. You will also receive a 30-second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say call caller your time is up. You will then be placed on mute and moved out of the speaker line. Anyone who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less, emailed to art-info at sfgov.org. The summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit, and is not an accurate summary of the speaker's comments. Public comment instructions are on screen now and uh, will be shared at other public comment periods throughout the meeting. Uh, Commissioner Ferris, please begin the meeting when you're ready.
0: Thanks, Greg. I would like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement. San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramaytush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all the peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders and relatives of the community and by affirming their sovereign rights as 1st peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. I'd like to call item 2, if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number 2 is general public comment. We have a discussion. This item is to allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the commission's purview as well as to suggest new agenda items for the commission's consideration. I would like to call for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number 2 general public comment?
1: Uh, we will be taking in person public comments 1st, for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium for those joining remotely. Please raise your hand. If you're listening via Webex. If you're calling by phone, press star 3 to be placed in the queue. Please press once since pressing more than once will remove you from the queue the instructions for public
2: comment are on the screen right now. We are on item number 2. Thank you. Yeah, I
1: see no in person public comments. Um, we'll see if there's any, uh, remote public comment.
2: What's this? Oh, this is
1: okay. I see no requests for public comments. Thanks.
0: Craig. All right, let's call item number 3. if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number 3 is the consent calendar. Give the commissioners a 2nd, just to look that over. And call for any commissioner discussion or comments on the consent calendar. Seeing none, I'd like to call for public comment. Um, is there any public comment on item number 3
1: in the calendar? Um, we will be taking in, pu- in person public comment. 1st, um, please proceed to the podium. If you'd like to make a public comment mm-hmm. on the consent calendar. Uh, if you're. Join in remotely, please raise your hand or press star 3. Instructions are on the screen. You're on number 3. There's no in person public
2: comment. We'll give this a few more. Seconds um, there is no request for public comment. Thank you, Craig.
3: Um, all right, I'd like to ask for a motion. So moved, Commissioner Beltran. Second, second. I'm sorry, second chair.
2: Thanks, commissioners. Uh, all those in favor, say aye. aye. Uh, all those opposed, say nay. The motion passes. Great.
0: Thanks, Craig. Thanks, commissioners. I'd like to call item number four, and item number
2: four has been tabled. So, we are going to move forward and we are going to skip ahead to
0: item number 6. I'd like to call item number 6. if you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Item number 6 is the Chinatown public health center dragon sculpture. We have um, a few discussions and possible actions. To approve the relocation of the sculpture Dragon Relief 1970 by Patty Bowler from its current location on the east side of building facade of the Chinatown Public Health Center over the Broadway Tunnel to location to be announced at meeting um, on the re- renovated Chinatown Public Health Center and to investigate the option of changing the patina of the sculpture to a golden bronze uh, color. Or a discussion and possible action to remove and replace to remove and place in storage. The sculpture dragon relief 1970 by Patty Bowler located on the East side. Building facade of the Chinatown public health center. Over the Broadway tunnel, this action is taken after contemplation uh, after completion of the process described in section 7 of the guidelines of the civic art collection of the city and county of San Francisco regarding collections management removal alteration destruction and deaccession policies and procedures upon de- determination that removal of the artwork is appropriate under the criterion that the work not, no suitable site for the work is available or significant changes in the use of the character of the design of the site affect the integrity of the work i would like to introduce civic art collection and public art program director mary chu <laughs> Um, and senior registrar, Allison Cummings to present.
2: Thank
4: you, commissioners. Good afternoon. Um, so the Department of public health has been working with public works architects on renovations to the Chinatown public health center. The current center opened in 1968 and renovations will include seismic upgrades and modernization of the center. The full gut and remodel of all clinic interior spaces will create spaces for both primary care and mental health services. It will increase the number of exam and consultation rooms, expand the dental clinic, make the building accessible to people with disabilities, and make the building fully electric. So you can see in these uh, next three images, the renovation is the larger image, and then the existing is on the upper right. This building renovation will um, generate art enrichment funds in the amount of 691,000. The Arts Commission is working closely with Public Health, Public Works, uh, who are the architects and community stakeholders on the program for the new art that will be commissioned for the site. We are also looking forward to working closely with Chinese Culture Center, who has a San Francisco Arts Commission grant to support a public art community process For monolingual artists and stakeholders to be engaged in the planning process. This project plan has not come to the visual arts committee yet, but we will be planning to bring it forward um, in early of 2020, early 2024. Um, So, if you move forward a couple of slides, you'll see that um, the current building has an existing sculpture of a dragon located on the Eastern facade of the building directly above the Eastern entrance into the Broadway tunnel. The design of the renovated building includes removing the wall where the sculpture is currently installed and replacing the wall with windows to allow for natural light and views into what are planned to be the dental patient rooms. Um, I will turn it over now to Allison Mm -hmm. to present on the existing work, the artist, and options for the disposition of the sculpture that were reviewed with Public Health and Public Works. I will then present on the survey, community outreach, Summary of feedback on the existing dragon as well as cost considerations. And then finally, we will ask commissioners to make a recommendation as to whether the sculpture should return. To the renovated building, or be removed from the sculpture in place uh, removed from the building and placed in storage. So, thank you. Okay. Good
3: afternoon commissioners.
5: So, dragon relief uh, was commissioned in 1969 and installed on the Eastern facade of the Chinatown public health center (CPHC) in 1970. Mm -hmm. The art enrichment ordinance requiring city building projects to include public art was passed in 1969. so this artwork was 1 of the 1st pieces commissioned under the new law. In the early years of the implementation of the art enrichment ordinance, the arts commission worked closely with project architects to select artists for commissions. Often the architect team would select the artist and the arts commission would have final approval. This was the case for the city for other city projects at that time, including artworks that were acquired under the ordinance for candlestick park, San Francisco general hospital and the North beach police station. The lead architect of CPHC was Clarence Mayhew, and he recommended artist Patty Bowler to the Arts Commission for this project. Patty Bowler's design proposal for the artwork was approved by unanimous resolution at the September 2nd, 1969 public meeting of the Arts Commission. The budget was set at $27,500 for design, fabrication, and installation. The sculpture itself is hollow. The scales are brass and the body is bronze, which has a matte dark brown patina uh, applied to it. At the time, the artist was directed not to make the sculpture a shiny bronze because there was concern that the reflection of the sun off the sculpture would distract the drivers passing into the tunnel below. The sculpture is made up of 23 individual sections and together the piece is 56 feet long, nine feet six inches tall and two feet six inches in depth. Dragon Relief was fabricated in Santa Rosa by Lux Metals. The sculpture, including the tile mosaic patterned background, was installed by the art artist. After the work was completed in the summer of 1970, the Arts Commission approved the artwork as installed and accepted it into the Civic Art Collection by resolution at their September 8, 1970, public meeting. The artist, Patty Bowler. Uh, we don't have a lot of information about her and her work. Um, the biography on record that we have states that she was born in San Francisco in April 21st, 1932. She studied at the University of Oregon. Uh, she had exhibitions in many local galleries, works in private collections, and mural commissions in Denver, Los Angeles, Reno, Nevada, and Phoenix, Arizona. She passed away on November 15th, 1992. Patty Bowler was a mixed media artist and designer with experience working on large-scale murals and construction projects. In 1961, the San Francisco
3: examiner wrote that Bowler's striking designs were unusually dynamic, lucid, and handsome. Our archive file lists a family member named Jacques Carson Bowler, who was the artist's husband.
5: He passed away in 2013, and according to his obituary, they had no children.
3: There are no other works by Patty Buller in the Siddigar collection, and we are unaware of any other public works
2: by the artist in the Bay Area. Options for the
3: disposition of the sculpture. The replacement of the eastern wall with building windows has
5: necessitated the relocation of dragon relief. Public works architects proposed the location of the building rooftop as their preferred location site during the 1st presentation of the building design at civic design review in September 2022 Approved of CDR phase 1 and 2 for the building in October 2022 was provided contingent upon further consideration of the location of the dragon sculpture with arts commission staff. As an artwork in the civic art collection, its relocation is reviewed by the visual arts committee prior to approval of the full commission. Arts Commission staff worked with ARG Conservation Services to assess the current condition of Dragon Relief and evaluate the methodology for deinstallation from the building. The sculpture is in good condition overall, although there is surface soiling throughout and areas of green corrosion streaks, especially on the upper half of the work. The metal itself is in very good condition with no observed signs of pitting or loss. It is confirmed that the work is made of discrete units that are bolted, as expected, to the building. These discrete units facilitate a smooth
3: and efficient deinstallation and allow for possible reconfiguration without damage to the sculpture. Our staff worked closely with Public Works architects to research a number of options for the return of the sculpture to the building,
5: including the orientation layout of the sculpture and changing its patina. PW staff also conducted an informal review of these options with commissioners from the Visual Arts Committee and Civic Design Review for their input and feedback. Staff conferred with the city attorney, who advised that there is no known legal barrier to the proposed alterations. And after further review by SFAC and PW staff, the options deemed most viable were presented to the community for review and input, both through a survey
3: and an in-person community meeting. A summary of these is included in the full staff report. The options presented are the following. Return to the building on roof with original brown patina. Return to the building on roof with new gold patina. Return to the building on the Mason Street side, reoriented with original brown patina. Return to the building on the Mason Street side, reoriented with new gold patina. And finally, relocate the piece to storage. Historically, if a large public artwork like the dragon is
5: not reintegrated into its current site, it is very difficult to find a new loca- location for it. In the last 20 years, the Arts Commission has removed 12 large-scale public pieces that could not be returned to their original sites. We very really successfully relocated one of these pieces to another city property. The rest remain in storage. Dragon Relief was created specifically for its current location as a well-mounted architectural relief, and similar site conditions for relocation in another city property have not been identified. If the dragon sculpture is not returned to the health center, the future of the artwork is unknown. And I'm going to turn it back over to Mary now.
4: Thanks, Allison. So I'll present on uh, the summary of our outreach results. So we worked with Interethnica, which is a local marketing and community engagement consultant, to seek Feedback from the community on the dragon sculpture, um, just to note that this type of outreach um, for uh, the return of a uh, existing artwork to a renovated site is beyond what our typical typical engagement has been um, this uh, reaching out to the community um, for their feedback. This you know effort is informed by our recent work with the monuments and memorials advisory committee and recent changes to our guidelines that really um, call for a public outreach plan um, when works like this are being considered for, um, reinstallation. Um, so the process included for our outreach, a survey that was conducted in both Chinese and English as well as a community outreach meeting conducted in both Cantonese and English. The survey was conducted over a period of 39 days and included in person surveys conducted in English and Chinese languages at Self-Help for the Elderly, Portsmouth Square, and Willie Blue Wong Playground, as well as online surveys that were sent to the Chinatown Public Health Center staff in the broader community, including, um, uh, including our uh, Arts Commission newsletter. We received a total of 455 responses. Of those responses, 261 live and work in Chinatown. That's about 57% of respondents and 18 staff from the Public Health Center. The survey and a compilation of the responses and um, of the open responses are all included in your staff report, but I will just highlight a few of the findings. Um, The few findings say that the data from the community survey shows that when presented with the 2 options of either the roof or the side of the building, the preference is for the side of the building when presented with the option between preserving the current patina and changing to a golden color. The majority prefer the gold finish. Um, the data also shows that when presented with the 2, um, that when presented with the 2 options of either keeping on the building or removing from the building, the majority supported. Keeping the dragon on the building, so I should make note that the survey was 1 component of our outreach that we conducted. We also received feedback during the community meeting that we hosted as well as other meetings in which we presented the work. And there were strong opinions regarding the disposition of the dragon. So what I wanted to do now is provide you with a summary of these comments for each of these locations organized into. um, a uh, pros and cons essentially for the different locations. So we'll start off with location on top of the building. Um, so folks said the, this presentation allows for preservation of the original horizontal layout of the dragon. It allows for keeping its original Eastern facing orientation. The context on the Eastern side is more appropriate. Due to the lively retail environment on Broadway and the abundance of street signs, graphics and public art in the Chinatown and North Beach neighborhoods along the Broadway corridor and maintenance will be easier on the rooftop than it is currently over its location over the tunnel. In terms of cons, um, the comments we received are that the work does not reflect the original intent of the artists. It does not appear integrated with the redesign of the of the building, it feels like an afterthought reading as a billboard or signage. Um, There's concern about increased difficulty in viewing the project as it is further away from ground level and will read as a silhouette against the sky and also that the vertical supports are a distraction. Um, There was comments that it appeared as a dark omen on top of the public health center and there was a concern about the view from the backside of the sculpture and how to build a backing to the sculpture, as it is anticipated, its current configuration does not include a back and is hollow. Um, moving on to comments about uh, the side of the building. So, in terms of uh, uh, support for the side of the building, the dragon is presented on a solid background, which is more consistent with the original design. The curve makes the sculpture more recognizable as a dragon. Its current location above the tunnel does not give it a lot of public attention. It gets lost in the surroundings and the traffic in the tunnel. The move to the side of the building gives some visibility to those that approach the public health clinic and also the maintenance will be easier than it is in its current location over the tunnel. In terms of um, comments uh, uh, about this um, that are cons, the dragon reconfiguration to an S shape is a deviation from the original artist's design. Fewer people will enjoy it as it's tucked around the corner of the building and not very visible. It will be facing residential uses. The size and scale may be overwhelming if you are underneath it or looking at it from adjacent residences. The dragon may draw tourists and crowds for photo opportunities, which may impact the privacy of clinic clients and staff and the size and scale may overwhelm the new public art opportunities that are planned for that site. Um, and then in terms of removal from the building, uh, the comments we received are the work is culturally irrelevant and inappropriate for the site. The dragon is not a Chinese dragon. It does does not represent the Chinatown community. The selection process for this artwork did not engage the community and there's no known connection between the artists and the Chinatown community. The current artwork is not recognizable as a dragon and there's a question of why it is even there and the dragon was not an integral part of the health center and appears dark and shadowy. And there were some additional notes through the comments about just in general keeping on the building that I also wanted to share, which is dragon is a symbol of luck for patients in the building. It is important to keep the dragon as it represents culture and history. Um, and you know, lastly, there was you know, comments about keeping it in its original location as it's true to the artist's original intent. And so um, in your appendices as well as comments that I received from public health and public works, they're attached as Appendix C in your staff report. We also received three letters regarding this item, um, a couple that were forwarded to the commissioners prior to the meeting, and that are printed out in front of you for your um, review in case you had missed that. And so I then wanted to move on to cost considerations um, regarding this dragon. So for capital improvement projects, With existing artwork, Um, our arts commission guidelines state that the larger capital improvement project budget covers the cost of deinstallation storage and reinstallation of the artwork with effort with uh, uh, the arts commission being responsible for the cost of its conservation. So, the arts commission is responsible for conserving the artwork, regardless of if, if, if it is returned to the building, or if it's not. For relocation onto the building, the arts commission would propose investigating the option to change the patina. However, the cost of this is not fully known yet, and would be need to be assessed through testing after the artwork is removed from the building. So, for relocation on top of the building, public works has assessed the design and structural needs and determined that the installation is feasible and straightforward. However, they have not assessed this um, other south facing Mason street facade and has indicated that. This will require additional structural evaluation and may result in replacement of existing precast concrete panels due to the number of penetrations they have indicated that this will have an impact on cost and possibly delay on schedule lastly if permanently removed from the building the cost to store the artwork is estimated at approximately 600 a month and so we are looking um, with this information and this background we are looking um, uh, for commissioners um to evaluate the information that has been given, given to them. Um, we need to make a decision um, on its location because it impacts the um, architectural construction document set that needs to be completed. The funding for the renovation of this health center is on the ballot for November 2024. If the bond measure passes and funding secure, construction is anticipated to start in spring of 2025 with a duration of two years. So that concludes my report, and I did see that we have public works architects here, and I wanted to um, I call and see if um,
2: you had any comments that you wanted to share with the committee. Okay.
3: So, this is, you know, hundreds, and then this is the um, corner
6: um, Yeah, so um, I think you've covered most of what, you know, we feel at the agency. One thing I wanted to pass forward was from the uh, Department of Public Health. They actually have a storage location. That they're willing to put up to put it away for you know for as long as you want, so that may not be um, as big an issue. But you know, as as for my opinion, it's a lot of work went into this sculpture. It's a beautiful piece to me. But we all have our own interpretations of art. And one of the wonder, most wonderful thing I think about this dragon is this this conversation that we're having. And one of the there's a, a whole public attachment. You know, from all the different neighborhood groups, and they're all against putting a dragon on the building, but they're, they're, it's a but it's a beautiful that all of these people are having this discussion about this building and about the the public art, and hopefully it brings the whole community together. So I think that's the great thing about this dragon. So that's I didn't realize. I think it's the community decision. I think the arts commission's done a wonderful job of you know supporting, looking at all the options and
2: looking at everything. So that's all I have to say. Um, can I just ask a quick question? If I may, mm-hmm. um.
7: So, you mentioned that, um, you had an idea of cost for putting it on the roof, but nothing in terms of uh, putting it on the side of the building. Um, and I'm just curious. Did you uh, not think about strong back? Which would be a very simple way. You wouldn't have to go correct correctly into the precast.
6: So, in terms of putting something on the face, if
7: you were going to put it on the side, just so we can get a sense of costs.
6: Yeah, I, I think. My initial feeling is that hopefully. You know, we have the cost of putting it on the roof, and there's some substantial structural work to, to put it up there and we'll take you know, the cost of the steel and those pieces we put behind the, uh, the precast. Um, we were going to be, you know, taking out the walls inside. So, I think, you know, I just hope in terms of penetration um you know and as you're saying could you put something on the outside of the building that supports it It, it's just going to be another study and it may it's good certainly going to cost you know in terms of design um but in terms of the and in terms of the cost to support it that's an uh investigation that we still would need to do okay it's just my
7: sense is that it would be much more expensive to put it on the roof than to put strong back mounting on the side of the building i'm not saying aesthetically one or the other i'm just simply Talking from a, a cost standpoint.
6: Yeah, and that's something we're going. That's
3: would we, we would definitely investigate.
7: Okay. I just wanted
2: that out there as yeah. there further information. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Schneer,
3: and thank you, for your comments. and thank you, Allison and Mary, for your
0: presentation. I know that is a lot of information, and. Um, this is a lot to unpack, so I do want to open it up to more commissioner discussion uh, discussion
3: and questions. Um. Uh, um, this is Commissioner Beltran speaking.
2: Um, I'm sorry. Colin. Um, Colin.
8: Did you say in your recent remarks that. Much of the public does. Much of the um, community mm-hmm. who was surveyed do or don't want it on
6: the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's paper that was in the uh in the public public comment um, yeah. that had a number of community organizations that came, I think they came together. There's a a uh, survey. I just saw that today. So
4: yeah, so this is one of the letters that we received um as part of public comment that should be in your packet. And I think what um Colin's referring to is there was a petition. That was signed that is part of the public comment. That's the last letter pages. That's yeah. correct. This this, that wasn't part of the survey. But, yeah. yeah, this was just a, a, a letter that came in on the, okay. I, on the item.
9: That was, okay, I have a question.
4: Commissioner
0: there's,
9: a, there's a lot there's a lot to read here. Okay. But my quick question is. What did the Chinese cultural center think? Of this, of this whole thing, like I'm because I'm I'm kind of referring, you know, I'm supposed to vote on something like this and I'm really. To me, I like, I want to refer this to the community and what is, what is what is the community saying? Because I'm not going to vote on something. I really have no idea what I'm getting into.
4: So we have various community members here that I'm sure will want to speak publicly on this item. I also want to point out that the letter that is um, in your packet. Um, signed by, I believe it's the Chinatown art coalition, um, is inclusive of the Chinese culture center. If. It's the last 1,
10: um, commissioner McCoy here. I just have another question regarding outreach. Um, in the survey data, it looks like about 50% of the survey respondents were from, um, the community. Um, and those that were surveyed looked like they were in favor of keeping that. Um, but. Um, when it comes to the, um, uh, the letters that we've received and the, the uh, agencies and community members um, and community groups that uh, are publicly opposing this, were they included in the survey Was outreach done to those specific community groups?
4: We did do outreach. We did. We did forward um, the survey to these various community groups. Um, and it was also part of the newsletter, you know, so all of the people that respond in the, or that I uh, have signed up for our newsletter are also people who received the survey. We. We did it's an anonymous, the collection of the respondents. So I, you know, I know that it was sent out, but I don't know who exactly responded to the survey. Um, if people from those organizations responded to the survey.
10: Okay. So those were, um. Uh, you know, targeted for the completing yes. the survey. Okay. Thank you.
8: I just wanted to make a comment. I mean, you went over it quickly, but unfortunately, Mr. McCoy has it on her computer. It looks like there's actually a. A pretty big gap <laughs> in, in 2 of the decisions and that is that, you know. Of the, um, 404 who responded to keeping it on the building 187. Um, almost half want to keep it and it looks like um uh only 40 have strong feeling oh oh, who live and work in Chinatown? yeah these are those and then 40 of the 404 say remove i mean 40 versus 187 and then it also says in terms of preferring it the original color it's almost 200 199 half want to keep it gold and then 44 want the original color I mean that's pretty big yeah we're not talking close here so I mean if we are to actually listen to the community I think these numbers are
4: what do you think (laughs) I think that there are varying different opinions I feel like you know on the survey we are getting one response Um, from community groups we are getting different responses so I think you know it's hard to to say it's not really (laughs) You know per se a public vote you know in terms of how this decision is made i will say that we did want to get um we did want to get as much community input as we wanted as we could get and so the decision was made to do a survey in the attempts to reach more people this is a nuanced conversation in terms of all the different kind of um items that you have to kind of consider regarding the location of the dragon and its disposition, it's hard to capture that all within 1 survey. And so in the way that the survey was written, it was, we, pre- we prepared the options in a way that we thought was going to be. A way that people can be able to respond to these different aesthetic choices. We did receive feedback as you'll see in the letter that, you know, there are some issues taken with how the survey was um, conducted in terms of the response you know, that we got. And so, um,
3: Commissioner McCoy here,
4: I just
10: got, I have 1 more question regarding the survey and, and maybe this is about the process. Um, so not as I'm just re- reading through all this documentation. So, I'm not familiar with uh, all of the background here. Um, I'm just curious. Um. The options are rem- remove it. Put it on the top put it on the side, but. Or put it in storage. 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 let's well, remove it. That was that was the oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious. Um, was there a um, fourth option of creating a new piece of artwork? That was. Um,
4: so we would be creating community? new artwork for the renovated site. So if the if if the ba- if the bond passes and they move forward with the building renovation. There's an art enrichment allocation, I believe it was 690,000, which is a pretty substantial amount that will go towards commissioning new artwork for the site. And so we are working with public health and the community as well as public works. To determine what those locations are to finalize them and then to bring them. So there will be, we will be working with Chinese culture center to do outreach to the community about. This these new, you know, public art projects, so there will be, regardless of what happens with the dragon, there will be new artwork commissioned for this renovated building. If the bond passes and the renovation moves forward.
9: Okay, um. Commissioner,
4: Mueslacher.
9: Commissioner Mueslacher, sorry. Um, I think, um. So, it could be taken many different ways if you're receiving a survey, if you're given options. Right, I think if I think uh, what I'm, what I'm noticing between survey and and what. What the letter of the community is saying. Is that they're looking at it from a historical context and, you know. With a different different view on the whole thing. Where if I'm just given an option, a, and B, I'm going to have to pick 1. So, you know, I think this is. To me at least, pretty self-explain, you know, I don't really have to think much about it because I refer to the community again on something like this. So I tend to agree with what they're saying.
0: Um, I just want to jump in too. I know uh, talking about uh trying to get as much community feedback as possible, uh doing the survey, um, offering public comment and and uh really, you know, wanting to have the community um be heard and have a say in the process, and it is 1 of the things that we take into consideration when we are making, um, you know, these kinds of, uh, decisions often difficult decisions. Um, and I think, uh, part of what is going on, commissioner, Muesli, especially in answer to your question in, in referring to the community is there is some differing opinions going on when we look at surveys as opposed to when we're looking at, um that was signed and or some of the, uh, public comment we've received. So, you know, again, it is a lot to unpack for us and I think it's a lot for us to kind of, uh, listen to and weigh and figure out, uh, what, you know, from the options that we are given as you also pointed out, what the best course of action might be.
7: Um, commissioner yeah, yeah uh, commissioner Schnaier here, um. Yeah, I agree this is a little tricky for us because you have the survey that gives you certain information and then you have this from the cultural center that there's 60 people that say, don't do it, you know, put it away and 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 they are from the cultural center. So, you're kind of like, where are we going here and and we want to do what the community wants, but it sounds like it's really kind of spread out. The other thing to think about is. You know, this sculpture cost 27,000 dollars back when it was done in 69 or 70, whenever it was. And um, if you think of that in terms of the cost of the storage, you know, that's basically 30 years that it can sit in storage for that amount of money. I'm I'm just trying to put things in in a different perspective here Mm -hmm. and. And we would certainly hope that we would find a home for it, although something this large and this major would be very hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we can all throw out great ideas and say, oh, well, Portsmouth square is being redone. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have it there? But we already know the budget and what's involved there and that there's no room for it in terms of the budget, unless somebody somewhere just wanted to donate the funds and figure out a place to put it there. But so you can understand the difficulty of trying to find another home for it. But the other thing too, to consider that. I've heard in terms of um, the comments that have been made in the survey and and, uh, is that these. uh, The community there is also saying that this is a a very modernization of this building. And is this sculpture still appropriate for it? And that resonates with me as well. So, you know, I'm not saying 1 way or the other here. I'm just trying to point out the different aspects of it. And to hugely thank both. uh, uh, Mary and Allison for all their hard work and everything that's been done with this. This has been a long process and Colin um, that it's been a long process in trying to figure everything out. So, um. I'm going to leave it there and I know you want to speak. I I agree.
5: Uh, Commission a little here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you Ralph. Uh, Commissioner here, I absolutely agree with uh, Commissioner Sch- um, uh comment. I think there is um, a lot of effort and also discussion and also um, different uh, community aspects being put into this conversation and I really appreciate um, every single um, members in, in this in, in this trial Um challenge, uh, and I, I do think that, I agree. Um, this is this is a but I also think it's a, it's an opportunity. I agree a hundred percent with what Colleen said. I love the fact that this is kind of the. Hopefully, that's also what the artist um, wish to happen, which is the artwork is a continuation of their life. And I I so appreciate that Allison get the chance to also mention a little bit about the artwork who's the person behind art and the it's a shame that we don't get the chance to actually get to know her and there's no other ways to find a trace of her life and yet um she actually presented an opportunity to bring different community together and having a discussion on cultural relevancy on timing you know because this is a new building and whether or not this uh, particular piece, which is also historical, because it was their first piece that uh, was after the 1969 law being passed. And so none of this would happen if it's not because of this opportunity. And I think that, in a sense, is uh, an extension of the spirit of the artist. Um, And I do think I want to acknowledge um, that uh, thank her to give us this opportunity, and I also thank you all so much for coming together and and having a discussion about the dragon. And I, I guess that's probably what the dragon wants. So, so uh, then I, I agree with all the commissioners. I think this would be uh, again an opportunity to refer back to the community to decide what's the best option afterwards. Thank you.
8: How do you do that? So, so actually, I, I just wanted to bring up that in addition of Commissioner Beltran, by the way, in addition to the actual survey and, and again, I laud our staff for how thorough this process has been the last 4. Um, pages of, you know, which include the signatures, but more importantly, the letter dated November 14th yep. from. 7 different Chinese uh, excuse me, Chinese and Chinatown based. Cultural centers, right, which I think is a more fair (laughs) representation of the community that we're talking about here Hmm. are all talking basically. Summarize that, you know, they do have issues with the fact that. The artist wasn't from the community when the artist made the original sculpture. It was more in keeping with sort of the architectural design of the building rather than mm-hmm. storytelling about the community, which I right. think yeah. um, is is an important distinction to be made. And they also called out how they believed that the other survey was insufficient. Many of them didn't even receive it. So I think there is definitely sort of a question uh, as to whether it's representative of yeah. what the community says. Um, mm-hmm. And so. I think, well, to me, it's one of the things that um, one of the things that they say. And I'll just right here. It says, "Dragon relief by Patty Bowler. You know, no matter what her intent in nineteen sixty, whatever,
3: 59.
8: does not inspire community pride. Does not have a foundation to community pro- in community process and holds little value towards community health and wellness." We urge the city, San Francisco Arts Commission, and interethnica. And the architects to reconsider the community process and the artwork itself. Um, you know, in in the 6 decades, if it's in the 60s. That this was created our process as commission has completely changed. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep.
11: Exactly. Or
8: the better. Where we don't even take a step forward (laughs) until we actually consult with the community and and I think, um. Now that we do have those processes in place and they were made for. You Know many, many reasons because this is public art and it is community art. I think we should honor that process,
9: yeah. Okay, I think it's, it's uh, this is the right time in history to be revisiting these ideas and how they were presented. And I do appreciate all the work that's been put into it mm-hmm. and, and the architects that worked on it. I'm sure everybody worked really hard, and this is not a Not a personal decision that we could take part of. This is more of a community driven decision, which a lot of times in the past, you know, has been overlooked and. It's like the last thing I want to do, you know, and I want everybody else to be heard. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the efforts of everybody's um, input. I think it's a very important. um, It's an important part of the process of us revisiting a lot of ideas and thank you for everything.
2: Mm
4: I also actually wanted to thank Jackie Vontresco and Alita Lee, because they, um, Alita is managing the Mm -hmm. artwork for the new, um, for the new building. Um, and we have, it's been a team effort to move this work forward. Like I said, it's really above and beyond the work that we typically (laughs) have the capacity for and do, but, um, it's important work and, you know, we will, Mm -hmm. we will grow and learn from this Mm -hmm. as we encounter more and more works that actually will need to be, um, Rethought uh, before reinstallation because it's getting to that time, you know, forty, sixteen mm. <laughs> years later, where things are coming down, and <laughs> we have to consider how they go back up. Very true. And if yeah, and if
2: well said, well said. Yeah. Wow. So um, I'm not even quite sure where to begin with all that, but I do. Think there is
0: need for more discussion. I think there, I mean, it's hard to. To not push the f- project forward, but it's clear that we do need more discussion and, and, um. Maybe also hearing what the public comment is, uh, for today. Yeah. Um, yeah. director Remington, did you. Yeah.
12: Thank you, thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, chair uh, Ferris. Um, I, um, I think. One of the things that you have to weigh here is you're not going to get like a voter referendum. You know, that's not going to be anything that clean. Uh, so I think, um, and of course, we would all desire that because that That's what, you know, you get that and it's, it's a pretty clear and definitive, but we're not going to get that. So the representatives for the public are you. You're the representatives for the public, and that's what these committees are and that's what the commission is. You're the representatives of the public, so and this is the hard part. I say that as a former elected official, <laughs> a city council member in Minneapolis. That this is the hard part because you can't necessarily know and please all of the people, um, but you have to take into account all of the things that you've been given. So there's been a survey. There've been other letters. There've been petitions. There, there's been community conversations. There's some public comment today. So, I think you and there's some opinions from some of the uh, commissioners that are sitting around the table. They have their own personal opinions about it as well. So. So, you have all of that to take into account. Uh, there's no uh, right answer, <laughs> uh, but there is got There has to be a definitive answer at some point. And um, and just know that you're not going to make all of the people happy and there will be some people that will probably be upset at whatever decision you arrive at. Um, it's that's not the case with most of the stuff that we do, most of the stuff that we do, people are happy, right? But uh, this is one of the, those things. So I just wanted to kind of come in to just center the conversation a little bit and and ground everybody in in the, in the, in the moment uh so that uh, you know what's before you and uh, what you'll have to do. So I know it's not easy. I don't I envy mean, your position at this point, but uh, but I trust you you'll arrive at the right, the right place. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Director Remington. And I really appreciate that. I think we all, um. Thank you, uh, appreciate that, uh, difficult decision, but I think it's still a good idea for us to hear from public comment, maybe before we make the decision and just to kind of reiterate where we are. We're looking at the choices between replacement where that is is, is uh, also up for question, but it's really between replacement and taking it down and putting it into storage. Um, and you know it's heartbreaking anytime we deassess a piece and it goes into storage um especially when it's had a long history um in San Francisco and being uh you know being in our community um and you know, I just want to make the point actually it uh was twenty six thousand dollars or twenty did you twenty seven twenty seven thousand dollars in nineteen sixty nine um my parents house in 1969 was 26,000 dollars. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know, when you think of the context of the yeah. long history of San Francisco, the art, uh, you know, and, and the pride that we have with the, uh, commissioning of public art. Decades and decades ago, uh, and how we are caretakers of that. So, I, w- I know we want to proceed carefully, um, in how, we, how we think about that. Um, especially if it is, uh. I hate to put it this way, but in some cases, a death sentence for these uh, pieces of art, which will go in storage and never never come back out. Um, You know, it's a little heartbreaking, so I just want to make sure that we are making the case uh, for the art itself um, for the artist as well as hearing the community. It's all. uh, Important in how we're making this decision. So, with that being said, um, I would like to open it for public comment.
2: Is there any public comment on this item? Um, we will be taking in-person public comment first. For those
1: joining in person, please proceed to the podium um, for uh public comment.
8: He's gonna bring the timer up.
1: He's for those joining remotely, please raise your hand. If you're listening via WebEx, if you're calling by phone, press R3 to be placed in the queue. Instructions are on the screen. Are you gonna put oh, on there? I think if, no, this is the
13: presenter.
14: Let
3: me keep that second. I am uh, Can you wait one, one second?
2: We're going to bring up the timer
1: as a reminder, your time will start. When you begin speaking, you'll see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 32nd audible warning before the time concludes that you will then be muted. Once your time is up, please. Um, and if you would like to submit a summary of your comments to be included in the minutes of 150 words or less, you could do that to art info at begin. Hello, uh,
14: my
15: name is Peter. I've been a pediatrician at the Chinatown Public Health Center for 29 plus years. And I continue to volunteer at the health center, so I'm very familiar with the voting and the surroundings. Uh, The dragon or any prominent art should not be placed at the health center side of the building or on the roof. The dragon is a large sculpture, whether painted in gold or left in the original bronze color. It will be eye-catching. It will attract attention. Placing the side of the building is actually placing it at the corner. Of a one way single lane narrow side, uh, sidewalk corner. And people standing there to actually take photos of it, to take a look at it. People, cars are going to make a right turn right there. So that's going to be a safety consideration you need to take into consideration. Facing this candidate dragon. Where the
3: entrance? The a, a, a building is just a few feet away from the entrance.
2: It's good. This is a, at a
3: medical and
15: mental health facility. So, when the cable cars go back and forth right in front of the entrance every 15 minutes, players will be taking pictures. A video, videoing the, 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 our staff, our patients, and this is a privacy concern. The, the building, like building. So, if you put something quite attractive and it draws people there, people are going, going to use this building, asking to use the restroom facilities. Uh, you know, interrupt the flow of the clinic and
2: add more custodial work for our staff. Yes, right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, You're she's going to the timer for you,
3: and then once it starts, you can start speaking.
14: and If you can just kind of hold it,
2: uh.
3: It's only the time that'd be great. Right.
13: Thank you. Right. Oh, hi, um, uh, i just the a for uh, in the in China. Now,
3: so The. time I'm still the discussion, become with the all uh
13: planning for the restructuring with the size like my structure um I have a task that I was Dr. Um I also thanks for commissioning uh your inter and also uh appreciation for the artists and we found that actually um it's really good to have the continuation of the art to be appreciated. And like, to you, but because of that, it's a wrong place of doing it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, actually, I'm working with you, too, shopping with and there's mm-hmm. around to take photos. And I actually, uh, people are most they actually uh, retiring most of the, uh, of the uh, And uh, this is a question we've to create a uh, great opportunity for trainers um photoshop and answer for the community. And I the survey, I only ask A and B because it's the choice A and B. And I think because there's really that much options for us. Well employee of the Health Center staff to even say that we well, have to uh to move down somewhere and so that we should to that. Not just the tourists, but we also can appeal for that, because currently the location, even ourselves, even myself, I mean, really appeal to that. And so we, 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 I think that the big concern is, is that, um, to talk about relocating to somewhere else. And I want to make sure that I actually recall it's the update of the, uh, of the piece of art. And uh, for my children, one of the only time we back out, uh, um, housekeeping department to have contract out to have somebody to clean up,
2: mm-hmm.
13: and it took. I don't, I didn't remember how it was the drug is that it was cleaned up. Now, the uh, the was mm-hmm. class, and the weekend, so and so forth, and so mm-hmm. having it inside yeah. uh, mm-hmm. of Chinatown uh, may mm-hmm. not be the ideal place. And uh, so, I'm really passionate all of you, and then I uh, appreciate uh, the artist. To continue to artists work to put in this place, develop storage and uh, <laughs> somewhere else. enjoy them. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank um,
3: Mikes
4: are a little bit here. I don't know. Maybe
14: just try to be very consistent. Okay. This sounds good. Yeah. Okay. <Sect> yes, but the population centers are also Claire Chinatown Canadian Elements Center. And then we
16: want to see on
14: the MFC C B side, the Chinese Cultural Center, API Council, Resident Associations in Chinatown. What people can call the whole kind our uh, director from the Chinese Culture Center is also online. So uh, she's listening to this. So uh, these comments and a petition with almost 60 members of the community. Now, I want to express her disappointment regarding the, of the process. And additionally, we want to affirm that it doesn't remove the sculpture from the building completely without communicating it to the building. We understand that historical institutional exclusion is harmful. A few American artists in the SFAC public art collection whose work actually exists in outdoor public spaces in Chinatown, and then the high of the collection. Now, see the the large-scale drag blue presents a critical representation, identity, and pride. It's, it's particularly poignant as the Chinatown community has also undergone a significant in-depth conversation around sculptures and monuments. If we and head of the actions for the very same reason, this mm-hmm. emphasizes that doesn't want to send a concern in the community. However, if law does not inspire community plan, does not have the foundation in community process and holds no value toward community health and wellness. So does this is a concern the concerns that you have I I just want to summarize it so nice here for you all today? First was carrying out which process should be empowering and not performative. And so we're that the city kept it Public feedback and, and I felt that, that it actually sincerity and listening to the community. Every anxiety that we, out, we submitted to the commission and some of what we discussed today, we emphasize a few. Um, one which was, um, I think Pusha Leltra and actually made the call on the survey. Um, and Kit as well talked about it too. The survey was actually handed out and sent out to us. Um. Series of questions on the work and the building itself, like where the dragon should be put. But all at the end of the story, but you see the option for completely separate pages. So you didn't necessarily realize that that was an option. Some stakeholders are not able to receive the survey. but a general email that includes important stakeholders like API Council, the Chinese Health Coalition, and also the Chinatown Public Health Center staff, some of whom are not sent the survey directly. Second, the community should not put the bill to tolerate or student network that doesn't represent the community. It's, and as mentioned, it's a that generational harm to make the community choose between budget and overdue representation. Why is the structure should be an responsible for the city to develop a process for determinates its location? So, of the takes ownership should take ownership of the public process rather than um compensated and carefully
3: taking
2: out
3: the share button. So finally just want to say thank you to commissioners and to the staff who've been here to,
2: and have worked with us. Thank you. Last one. We do have online. Yeah, I'm now seeking,
1: um. Public comment for those joining us remotely, if there's anyone online that would like to make a public comment, please raise your hand now to be put in the queue. We have. Uh, please begin speak. We'll start your time as soon as you begin speaking.
17: Hi. can everyone hear me. Okay. Yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Um, my name is Hoi, I'm a local curator working at the Chinese Culture Center, we're based in San Francisco's Chinatown and we're uh, one of the signees of the letter that I believe Amy has just read. Um, I think you know the, the issue with the process and the artwork is something much larger, I think no one has come forward to defend the artwork wholeheartedly saying that this is my community pride and this is what I'm proud of. Um, something that I've observed in the public hearing, um, in the public uh, meeting was that um, the community really had no context or idea about um, the artwork and whether, you know, who made it, what it's what it's for and what it represents for them. I think they were okay with it because there was a cost factor related to storage. And so, you know, at that day in Cantonese, I, t- I asked the community, you know, would you be you know if you're going to shop for groceries right would you um be okay with you know a very bad looking piece of veggie and nobody said yes to that so I think in that comparison so why are why is our community not being presented with an option that they can be proud of in terms of art for art's sake right so I think um if this artwork were to be submitted in an open call today, I honestly don't think it meets the criteria of what we're looking for in terms of representation in equity, diversity of San Francisco, um, nor did it have a process that is vetted for artistic excellence and community relevance. Um, and On top of that, the surveying and the public engagement process that is uh, facilitated through Internet places the community in a predicament of having to choose between costs, tolerating an artwork, um, and just simply going for an easier option. Um, And I think today we can speak more holistically about what it means to have an artwork that is representative of the community, having something that represents the story, having something that actually excites and galvanizes the community to be a part of. Um, And this is the process that, you know, CCC is very excited to work with SFAC and having an equitable outreach process. Um, This definitely sets the foundation for it. The community really cares about art if they are educated and empowered um, to think about art. So I really... um, um, want to encourage the commissioners to uh, reconsider this work as well as the process behind it. Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Thank
1: you. Um, next, uh, Calvin color,
18: you have 3 minutes and we'll start your time. Once you begin speaking. Can you hear me? Yes. yes yes thank you uh, my name is calvin i'm calling actually on behalf of uh, supervisor aaron peskin um i i believe our office wanted to send a letter but we didn't make it the 5 pm deadline yesterday so i want to call in to um, <laughs> speak on behalf of the supervisor and uh in support of the joint community letter um that uh commission have received today um and, and i want to highlight that the number of organization on that letter uh one it includes one of the Largest, more prominent art institution institute in in Chinatown, uh, but also a number of direct service um, organization who day and day speak and talk and work with a lot of monolingual seniors and families who who frankly sometimes do um, might not know some of the uh, um, ways that they can empower themselves and and affect change in their community, um, and so I think you know i i agree with uh director remington's uh comment earlier that you can't please everyone but we hope that um the commission here will consider the voices that historically wouldn't even realize that they can make change and create something new um in the environment and the neighborhood that they live in and those are the ones who you know usually historically live in single room occupancies the ones who are immigrants um and folks who are not used to being in a public process like this, and so um, through our office, we we did uh, allocate funding. We're working with um, um, SFCA uh, Arts Commission uh, on on hoping that the commission can work with organization like Chinese culture center to really champion new artwork in in Chinatown in the community and capitalizing on the very limited space that we have for public art. We have tried to do so in the the newest recently opened uh, central subway Chinatown Rose station. We're trying to do that again with the Portsmouth Square. And here I think the public health center presents another opportunity for a lot of folks who live literally next door to um champion and find something new and i think um coming from an office who work day to day with a lot of residents in chinatown um, surveys and newsletters sometimes are not the best method for for feedback and so i really hope that commission here would again uh support the joint letters consideration for uh potential removal of the art piece and really explore new ideas that we can put on this blank canvas that um that is our Chinatown Public Health Center. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Do we have any other public comment? Yeah, we'll give it a few more seconds. Yeah, no no additional public comments at this time.
0: Great. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Tara. Thank you, everybody, for your uh public comment. Um, commissioner Beltran, I think you had something to add. Yes. Um,
8: throughout all of these comments and also in consultation with, um, our, um. Director of public art, I wanted to state for the record a couple of clarifications. 1st of all, um, if the piece is removed and put in storage, it is not de assessed. It is not a death sentence for the piece It simply is going to be put in storage and the process is such that. Um, our staff, because we do value this public art and it's staying in the public, will undergo a process to figure out alternate locations for it and the public. And it may even be borrowed for an exhibition, but it becomes it remains a part of the collection. So I wanted to clarify that. Um secondly, um, uh, and this is really great news for um, thank you, Mr. Collins, Supervisor Peskin's um, representative. Is that we will have new artwork? It may have been missed in some of these comments, but the building itself—the new building—has a public art budget of over six hundred thousand dollars for a new art piece specifically for that building. So uh, this is an opportunity for a new artwork. You know, perhaps if the dragon is, uh, at large, we're trying to turn the dragon.
13: If it is removed,
5: um, it will be preserved as an art piece. And there also will be an opportunity for a new art piece that will have the input of the
8: of the community of the Chinese community in terms of what that will be. Um, I wanted to thank Dr. Ng and um, Ms. Chen and Ms. Zoe, Ms. Zoe. Ms. Zoe I'm sorry, that's Ms. And and Ms. Toy also for their comments, which I think are incredibly important and which uh, definitely should be taken. You know in, of some of the issues that seem to have arisen about the accuracy of the survey, and I, I encourage all of the commissioners today to um, to weigh those heavily. I think that's all I was going to say.
9: Commissioner I'm just curious.
8: Oh, there was one more, one more thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the last two comments that the community should not foot, foot the bill to tolerate or restore so artwork. The community does not do that. <laughs> All of the storage costs are paid by the Arts Commission, so it's not a choice between choosing whether to take it down and pay for the storage, um, because the commission will actually pay for it. The city will pay for that storage, so that's not even a choice. the um, last comment, the sculpture should be removed and responsibility should following the city to develop a process. Your yeah, we should create it.
13: <laughs>
9: so if, the, if it is voted to be removed, we will undertake that process. I'm just curious, uh, Commissioner Slain, Um the budget that going to be allocated if uh, the bond is approved. Um, does it? Because um, I'm listening to the comments also of the community. Does it have to be there? Could it be at a place where everybody gets to enjoy it? And you know, is it? Is the? Is that? Uh,
4: so typically for the. Um... Our art enrichment funding that's generated by the capital Improvement project. It's the the money is supposed to be spent first and foremost at that site. And we look at that site first. If there's no opportunity for integration of an artwork at that site, then we would consider other locations. However, in our initial work with you know DPH and also with public, Public works, there are several opportunities for integration of artwork at the site. Um, in fact, we, not too long ago, completed a number of artworks for the South, um, for the health center in the Southeast in the Bayview. Um, and so we are looking forward to integrating art um, into the space really to be enjoyed by the, you know, the visitors and the staff to the public health center. Great.
0: Thank you, Mary. Thank you, commissioners. Um, again, thank you to everybody who has um, spoken on this issue. It is great to get as many perspectives as possible. Um, and thank you, Commissioner Beltran. I don't mean to sound uh, over exuberant, but just making sure that we are keeping in mind um, any way possible to get this art piece to uh, be enjoyed and not just sit in storage. Um, so. That being said, not actually any way possible, because we are looking at our 2 choices right here. Uh, we do have 2 discussions and possible actions and instead of it being, and it is an, or so it really is an, and or situation in terms of what we are going to be voting on today. Uh, 1 is if we are, um, Going to be relocating the piece on the building and the other 1 is if we will be putting it in storage with the hopes of relocating it somewhere else in the future. Um and usually we do not have ors. So uh how do we do we take both and then we just vote on both and then hopefully the idea is one will win. So commissioner um, a day on both it, moved. Yeah, if
7: yeah. I may make the suggestion if you start with the second one first. Okay. And then because if we decide not to have it on the building, then you don't have to go to the first one. Okay. And what you do is you see whether there's a motion and you take a vote on it and then you and then you go from there.
0: Okay, that would be my suggest. thank you. Thank you. Commissioner That's a great idea. So, let's take the 2nd sec- discussion and possible action 1st, which is to remove and place sorry to remove and place in storage. The sculpture dragon relief. 1970 by Patty bowler located on the East side building facade of the Chinatown public health center. Over the Broadway tunnel, this action is taken after completion of the process described in section 7 of the guidelines of the civic art collection of the city and county of San Francisco regarding collections management, removal, removal, alteration, destruction and deaccession policies and procedures Upon determination that removal of the artwork is appropriate under the criterion that no work. I'm sorry that the work no suitable site for the work is available or significant. Changes in the use or character of design of the site affect the integrity of the work. Um, do I have a motion
3: 2nd, Second. Schneer. Second.
0: Thank you commissioners
2: all those in favor say, aye. 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 All those opposed say, nay, That's it. the motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Craig. Thank you. Um, thank you, everyone. I hope did everyone understand what
8: happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving um, So, and uh, the reason I'm taking over the meeting is um, Chair Ferris has to leave, so she's uh, asked me to take over the meeting. So, um, the decision is that we um, the commissioner has just the commission has just voted to remove and place in storage the sculpture um, and um, explore relocation facilities. Um, possibilities. Okay, we will now move on to agenda item number seven, the forty-nine. Nine. Did we go out of order?
7: I yes. did. So
8: you might yeah,
10: want to go back. Uh, yeah. Use the script.
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you.
3: We're going back five to five. Yeah. Um, That's
7: fine. Yeah, to the. Oh, no.
11: There are you? Oh, but, so? Yeah. I'll be right to go too. She's on Okay, one. Can you see me? Oh, well, looking a little dark over here.
2: This <laughs> her oh, okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> <a> little tiny face <laughs> Who is this? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> She is on the stage.
3: Do you need to see her? So we will now um, take on the agenda item item number five:
8: the gift of Mayor Ed Lee bust. And the staff presenter is
3: Director of Public Art.
4: Thank you, Commissioners. I am going
11: to introduce Project Manager Dorka Keane to present on this item. Dorka. Thank you. Hello, commissioners, it's uh, nice to see some familiar faces and some new I beg your pardon. I said, welcome back. Oh, thank you. You know, I, um, I can share my screen and it'll be easier that way. So why whoever just put up the art care thing. Um, I can just share my screen and do the presentation.
1: Um, it's actually not easier. Can you just, um, um, just tell us when to scroll forward please.
8: Um, he's asking me to just do next slide because it's not as easy.
11: Huh? Okay. Looks looks very easy here. I can just share my screen, but anyway. Okay. Um, uh, so hi, everyone. I bring again another bust to the visual arts committee. I know that you are all familiar with this project already as you have reviewed it in previous meetings uh, in a previous meeting um, to address the removal of the Felin bust. Um, it's almost been six years since Mayor Lee passed. It's December uh, of this year. It will be the sixth year since he's passed. And about a year, less than a year after that, our care um, uh, and several m- members of the community became very interested in um, creating a bust uh, in memory of him and having that installed in um, City Hall. City Hall. And so for the last five years, Eric Tao, who is the um, treasurer of Art care, has been very involved with the fundraising efforts. As you know, all the funds that are being raised for this bust are being raised privately. Um, We have been working closely for the last five years with um, the Lee family, Mrs. Lee and her daughters. And uh, the Lee family selected, the artist, Jonah Hendrickson, uh, that, there you go, second play, second one, please go ahead. Thank you. Um, to create the bust um, of Mayor Lee, he has uh, created two other busts that are already in um, City Hall. To the left you see the bust of Mayor Sutro, and on the bust you see um, the bust of uh, Supervisor Harvey Milk, who's actually the only supervisor who has a bust in San Francisco. Um, the Lee family became familiar with Jonah's work um, when I was working at the Warriors. And the Warriors wanted to create a sculpture to commemorate Mayor Lee um, because he was so involved with the creation of the Chase Center uh, and asked me to recommend um, some, art, some artists who would be excellent at that. And Jonah had worked with uh, Bruce Wolf, who did actually uh, Mayor Newsom's bust um, and Bruce Wolf uh, had passed. Uh, And so I recommended uh, Jonah to the Lee family and to the warriors, which they were very excited about and Jonah worked very closely with the Lee family um, to create this sculpture. As you can see, the family really felt uh, and continues to feel that they want to have Mary Lee portrayed as a man of the people, which he was. Um, it's not a large sculpture where he's standing over people, but really a sculpture where you feel comfortable with him, where you feel at home. And uh, Joan has spent a lot of uh, time and energy uh, making sure that he felt that the, um, Mary Lee really reflected this look of feeling comfortable with him, welcoming, um so I'm now going to move to um the location. Next um I think you're familiar with this. You have probably have walked um by uh these as you've come into City Hall. Um these were both created by um the same artist. On the right is Pheland and on the left is Mayor Holmes. Um they are the same size. But I thought it would be important to show that in City Hall that the busts um, that are throughout City Hall are all varied. Um, If you could go to the next slide. And I just pulled these four, which are actually um, in that area in front of the mayor's office, which is um, on your left, um, Mayor Moscone, on the top right, um, Mayor Feinstein. Um, On the bottom left, um, the bus that I was talking about, Mayor Newsom, and on the right, um, Mayor Brown. And they're all in the same area. But as you can see, they're all very different. The way they've been sculpted, they have different, uh, while the plinths are all the same height, they are all made of different materials, they have different fonts, they have different types of plaques. Um, so I, I mean, I really love the 1 of mayor Brown on the right. It really just exemplifies that look that he would give you. So, um. Uh, you know, you can see that there is a variety and diversity of the types of bus that are in, um, city hall. So Jonah worked very closely with the family on this bust um, for city hall. and um, they're very, very happy with it. Um, next slide please. Um. And I thought I would just quickly kind of go over the dimensions, then go over the plaque, and then we can, um, and then I'll have one that doesn't have all this writing on it, just so everyone can really get a a better look at it. But, um, you know, the plinth is is not changing. As you may recall, um, the Phelan bust is being removed, um, and is going to be replaced with Lee's bust, um, which is the same height, 28 inches. It's slightly wider, uh, 2 inches wider, And um, we, uh, after Jonah and I spoke quite a bit about this, as well as we've been meeting over the last year regularly with uh, members of the um, visual arts staff um, and art care and the Lee family discussing the um, sort of how this bus should come into being and and, uh, regarding also the plinth. That we don't feel that there should be um, a bronze plaque put on front of it um, that that instead that we will be getting um, a thin stone uh, layer, uh, matching it with the current stone that will be then etched with the um, language. If you go to the next um, slide, this is going to be, um the language that's going to be placed on the plaque. So we have not yet defined the font uh, and the font size yet. Um, and then next slide please. So that is the bust. As you can see, once again, while Mayor Lee's bust is up above, uh, the family felt very strongly that they didn't want him to be looking out. That He was really that you felt like you were having a conversation with him that while he's looking down, he's not being condescending. It's sort of a warm and friendly look uh, like Mary Lee was and that you feel a connection to him. And it sort of this feeling that you could actually um, talk with him. So, um, I'll leave it at that. And, uh, please feel free to ask any questions. Uh,
8: Thank you so much. Um, first of all, I wanted to. Such an amazing job that you did both commissioning this sculpture and also just the whole concept putting it together, the softness that's gone behind
3: you. Um,
11: It's really hard to hear you. I don't know. There's like a buzzing sound. Is it? Are you speaking close to the mic or? Sorry. That one's I'll try this one.
2: Dorka, is this better?
11: Yeah, it's better. It's better.
8: I use this one, it might be my mic. Thank you, Commissioner McCoy. I, I just wanted to compliment you on this very thoughtful, beautiful job that you've done, both in commissioning the artist and, and the design, and the fact that um, it will be like a conversation, in particular because the inscription is going to be Also, um the late Mary has just said something to you. <laughs> a, a simple quote rather than the entire paragraphs that are currently on the back.
3: Um, so, do you, do I have any um, other comments from of the commissioners?
9: Commissioner, what you do, and this representation of the field, I'm
11: so sorry; it's like impossible to hear you. Okay.
3: Everybody else's mic right now.
11: I can hear you thank you
9: okay I, okay, I just want to say thank you for the great work. Um, I'm really happy that the family's happy with it. That's number one. Oh, you, yeah. Represent. Everybody does represent the elderly. Just remember, me and him talking to me, just feel like you've known him forever. So uh, thank you for the work, and happy that San Francisco is doing the right job for it. Thank you.
2: comments.
3: Okay, um, I'm calling for a public comment.
13: Is there any public comment? Five, a gift of money, a bust.
1: We will be taking in person public comment first. For those joining in person, please proceed to the public um, comment podium. For those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Um,
2: the instructions are on the screen. And start
1: looking for um, online public comment. There's no hands raised, but we'll give it a couple seconds.
2: And there's no public comment at this time. Okay. okay. Um, did, did you see public comment
3: remotely? Yes, yes. Is
8: as well. okay. Okay, right. so we have before us a discuss, two discussions and possible actions. The first discussion and possible action is to approve the design of a sculptural bust of and proposed text for installation on the pedestal for City Hall. The second discussion and possible action is to authorize the director of cultural affairs to enter into an agreement
13: with Art Care for their
8: proposal to the city of a bust of former at six thousand five hundred dollars a cut $2,000 and other associated costs. Um, I'm
3: now seeking a motion for the first um, action. So moved, Commissioner McCoy. Do I have a second?
9: Second, Commissioner
3: Okay. Uh, Are those in favor
13: of the first discussion and possible action to preview design? Say
8: aye.
3: Aye. aye. Um, all opposed, say me. Motion passes unanimously. Okay. I'm we'll, um, calling for a motion for the discussion possible action to authorize the Director of Culture Affairs to enter the agreement with ArtCare, um, which I had stated earlier. Do I a motion? So moved, Commissioner McCoy. Do I do second? Second, okay. Commissioner. All those in favor? So yay. Yay. All
8: those
2: saying. Okay. That motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh we just lost
3: quorum. Is oh, Commissioner okay. Lisa leaving? If he leaves.
2: We can't go on. Does he know that? <laughs> <laughs> he was
9: just holding the door. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't leaving. Oh, okay. I wasn't leaving.
3: Okay. Uh, we are
8: now um, moving on to agenda item number eight. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand. To be added to the queue, and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Number eight is in, entwined in Meadow
3: 2023 2024 installation
2: in Golden Gate Park. Good afternoon, commissioners. Um,
3: This is uh, is Rebecca Rodriguez Mundragon, and I am here to talk about the
13: approval of Charles Gadigan's artwork in Plain Meadow. We're joined today uh,
3: online by Charles Gadigan, who is going to present on the project. Charles. Hello. Oh look I can't no, no,
19: uh, just um, Hello this is this is Charlie. Um thank you guys so much for uh, your consideration on this project and your support of the projects in the past. Um this year we are installing um, uh, a, a new work of art called uh, Entwined Meadow. Um <clears throat> possible to see these pictures. Um one second here. I was a little oh I can't open it. Um so Twine Meadow is uh going to be installed um this year in a different location, which is going to be in the middle of JFK. Um it is uh we are introducing a new work of art called Elder Mother, which is a 30-foot-tall weeping willow tree. Um it has um, 33,200 cubes on it, um, and really has these amazing complex patterns and I'm, I'm really excited that the. At this new work of art, um, and, uh, it is also combining several elements from from entwined. Um, there are um, 2 saplings and two of the king shrubs 2 of the regular shrubs and 24 of the little baby shrubs. Um. They will also have 80 feet of benches. Um, putting it in the middle of the street, uh, we've been re- trying hard for to create a space that is safe. Um, and we're putting these benches on either side and these kind of seating logs at either end. Um, it's all about trying to flow the traffic around it and have room for the emergency vehicles and for people to participate and be with the art in a kind of a safe space in the middle of a of jfk um elder mother um also has uh it tells fairy tales um we have um 3000 fairy tales in 23 different languages um, they range from like 2 to 10 minutes long and they play on this kind of internal sound system um the uh, elder mother also has an, an added level of interactivity, which we're using RFID tags and this interactive controller that allow um, participants to come in and control all of the effects on the large sculpture. Um, there are also QR codes distributed throughout the installation that allows people to control each individual piece of the art um, and so. Uh, you know, 15 people can control different objects at different times. Um, the sculpture will run from early in the morning for a couple of hours. And then from 6 to 10 o'clock at night, um, we'll be maintaining a small amount of light throughout the entire installation all night long. Um, just kind of for public safety, because there's a lot of bikes riding through there and I want everyone to, uh, to see where everything is. Um. The sculpture is going to run for about 4 months and, uh, and I'm, I'm just really excited about this this new iteration of entwined elder mother. Does anyone have any questions. Well, thank you very much for your support. I can't hear anyone if anyone is talking. I still it's everything is very clipped and we can't hear. Okay.
3: (laughs) I <laughs> will
19: look by video is on my, start my video. Oh, <laughs> you.
1: Hey everyone, this is Alyssa, if you can oh. hear me.
2: Um hear you.
8: Craig, can you talk? Can we just test Craig's mic? Because Craig's was the only one that was sounding good earlier. So
2: a little
8: Greg, if you're talking, we can't hear you. Hello.
14: Yeah, no
10: problem.
19: I can very clearly um, um, testing test so we can hear you. Testing testing. This is Charles Gadakin. I have
13: no idea yeah.
19: sculpture uh, is
13: <laughs> mine. That's great. Thank um, you. I did uh, just one yeah. small question. That is, in your presentation, is it one major tree surrounded by smaller yes. trees? Yes. Okay.
19: There you go. Yeah, there is a tall, tall one large tree, right? Which is then of the tree, smaller trees. So, if we look at this picture right here, that's on the screen right now. That, that is the current layout Layout that we will be presenting in, in the park and um, I felt like this was the maximum number of objects that I could safely put in the middle of JFK. <laughs> yeah,
13: definitely. Okay. And um, it
3: sounds
13: like. I've seen that.
19: We're still working on the power a little bit, okay. Uh, but we're close. We uh, we, we talk, I, t- I talked to the electrician yesterday. They have the power, and we have a couple of solutions, and we're they're going to pick one of them, and either of them will work.
15: That's fantastic. It's just
19: that you
15: know we have probably
13: the smartest, brilliant public art staff in the world. We still have issues when we do public art pieces. <laughs> so I just
19: want to sure because I don't want this. I don't to of right? No, we are, um, we went over with the, the, the parks department and we have located the power that we need from 2 locations and we're just getting the last few feet to our location. Okay. Um, do-
2: are
3: there any questions from any of the commissioners? i we gonna
2: change phones the
19: Okay, no problem at all. I can hear everyone quite clearly. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, I'm
3: just seeing now. Then okay. the mic is working, so I don't know what's going on. Um, do you have any other questions? No. What okay. <laughs>
2: comments? i uh, seeing your questions for the commissioners. We are now taking a If there's any questions, comment.
19: I was disconnected from the phone.
13: (laughs) i <laughs>
3: the
2: not <laughs> Okay, Okay, Um there's, uh, there's a I think we'll just move forward. Um, we're looking for online public
1: comment. If you're going to make a comment via online, please raise your hand. Now. I'll give it a
2: couple seconds to be put in the Hello, this is Charles. Craig, you sound clear now. I don't know what you guys did. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds
3: perfect. Actually. Much better. Um, Alyssa, you're a
8: ghost.
2: I am a ghost coming to you from the speakers.
1: Um, there's no public comment at this time.
8: Okay. Um, thank you, and and, and thank you, Alyssa, for helping us. Um, so I am now seeking a motion. This um is a motion to approve Charles Gaddican's artwork, Entwined Meadow. A temporary sculptural light installation to be located in Golden Gate Park on John F. Kennedy drive at the intersection of conservatory drive East. The artwork will be on display from December 7, 2023 to April 28, 2024 with funding from the office of economic and workforce development and the parks alliance. Do I have a motion? Please state your name.
9: Commissioner mostly so moved.
8: Do I have a 2nd. Commissioner Liu. 2nd. All in favor, say aye. Aye.
2: Aye. Um, All opposed, say nay. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you, Charles.
8: Okay, I'm now calling. Thank you. Thank thank you you very much. I am now calling agenda item number nine the San Francisco International Airport Harvey Milk Terminal 1 underpass lighting project.
2: for this project, I'm introducing program manager Jackie Von Tresco. Welcome, Jackie. You, Dad. Where are we now? You're not on yet. Uh sorry, No, you're uh,
3: right here. Perfect.
2: Okay, <laughs> all right.
16: <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm just going to proceed forward in the hopes that this is all going to go smoothly. Um, I'm here today um, uh, to seek approval for an increase of light bright neon studio LLC's design only contract from 144,864 dollars to 1,630,000 dollars. One million six hundred th- thirty nine hundred seven thousand dollars, which is an increase of 1,000,000. to include additional scope for fabrication, transportation, and consultation during installation of We've Got to Give Them Hope. That artwork by Andrea Bowers for San Francisco International Airport Harvey Milk Terminal 1 underpass lighting project. A little bit of background on the project. As you're all probably aware, SFO is currently carrying out a replacement terminal and concourse facility for SFO's International Terminal 1. Um, From the onset of the planning and design of the Terminal One remodel. Arts Commission staff work closely with the airport design team, including the project architecture firm Gensler and Wood Bagot, uh, representatives of the Bureau of Design and Construction and the airport museums, to ensure the effective incorporation of art into the building's overall design. In October of 2018, the SF Board of Supervisors unanimously passed an ordinance naming this terminal in honor of San Francisco Supervisor Harvey Milk, who. Along with uh, Mayor George Moscone, uh, was assassinated while in office. Milk was the first openly gay official to be elected in California. In 2009, he was posthumously awarded the Presidential Freedom Medal. Medal of Freedom. Um, curbside at arrivals level at Terminal One, the updated design offers a wide roadway underpass. Uh, we saw this as an opportunity to utilize the underpass adjacent to the roadway as a site for a large-scale lighting project. The goals of the artwork for this location was for it to act as an iconic landmark and serve to invigorate this otherwise liminal space, as well as to respond to the legacy of Harvey Milk by bringing light both physically and metaphorically into this space. That is the 1 that is 1 of the 1st, welcoming experiences to both residents and visitors as they arrived to San Francisco. Uh, Receiving conceptual design approval from VAC in September of 2019, Andrea Bowers artwork. We've got to give them hope. Draws its, draws its aesthetic inspiration from the iconic marquee of the Castro Theater and serves as a tribute to the legacy of Harvey Milk and his pursuit of equality justice and hope. The foundation of Bauer's practice is dedicated to documenting and celebrating the work of motivational um, activists. So she took this as an opportunity to study the life work and activism of Harvey Milk. Uh, her project centers on the inspirational vo- voice of this 1st, openly gay elected official and his commitment to plus
2: equality and acceptance. Uh, measure approximately 700
16: feet long. We've got to give them hope is an expansive and dynamic neon light installation housed in brightly painted aluminum canisters mounted to the underside of the terminal 1 arrivals underpass. Um, Harvey Milk quotes are featured in neon filigree patterns that span the length of the underpass arrivals terminal. So, as people exit, their first experience of San Francisco will be with the words of inspiration from Milk. These quotes are framed by neon patterns that draw from the repetitive neon designs in the marquee of the Castro Theater, an iconic symbol located in the heart of um, our city's Castro District, um, which is the, fir- the city's first gay community and the district that Milk served. Um, Further, working with the aesthetic narrative of the Castro Theater, Bauer's design uses a conventional signage method of producing self-contained metalwork cans that sit behind the neon and contain the wiring and hardware. In so doing, the design provides a practical method of installation that also references the aesthetic and technical design of the Castro Theater marquee itself. And, of course, the installation would not be complete uh, without um, a series of motor driven mirror balls. Uh, that recall the inclusive space of the gay nightclub or cafe, historically a crucial locus of LGBTQ activism. Um, Andrew's chosen fabricator for this complex and expansive project is Lightbright Neon Studios, based in New York. Uh, Lightbright are producers of custom neon art, signage, and display, led by transgender folks and with a staff that is predominantly LGBTQIA plus. Lightbright is one of the preeminent neon designers for artists in the country, including Andrea Bowers, and has extensive experience with large scale, commercial and artistic public works. Since entering into a design only contract with the Arts Commission in November 2021, Lightbright has been an essential partner in the design development of the artwork, including designing and fabricating 2 material mockups. For ongoing conservation observation, as well as overseeing the artwork, structural engineering, ongoing administration and coordination of the electrical engineering and associated inspections and developing the artwork, construction documents and shop drawings. Approved Andrea's final design, artwork design in May of last year Uh, with this approval light was able to develop a final scope and budget for the fabrication, transportation and consultation during installation of the artwork. While continuing to consult on the coordination of the electrical engineering and vice inspection submittals necessary for the implementation of the artwork. Last December 2022, Lightbyte provided SFAC with a rough order of magnitude, or what we'll call a ROM cost, for their additional scope for fabrication, transportation, and consultation during installation of the artwork that ranged from $1.7 to $1.9 million, citing myriad unanticipated factors and challenges. Affecting their earlier lower cost estimates for this work. Uh, these factors included ongoing design revisions requested by the Arts Commission and SFO and resultant production delays, additional scope for the coordination and administration of UL certification and SFO permitting, additional scope for the coordination and administration of the artwork structural and electrical engineering, and across the board price increases on materials and labor labor resulting from the pandemic and inflation, as well as skyrocketing prices of inert gases and other materials required for neon production due to the ongoing war and occupation of Ukraine. After reviewing uh, Lightbright's initial ROM cost of 1.7 to 1.9 million and reviewing this with SFO, we requested that Lightbright seek to reduce this estimate by 25%. Resp- responded promptly to this request, and after an intensive and careful value engineering effort, presented the artwork design layout you see here, which you reviewed and approved in August. Working closely with the artist, so as not to compri- compromise her artistic vision, Lightbright adjusted their design to remove 1 of the repeating neon elements, the bobby pin element, while still maintaining its full ex- ex- expanse and impact. These changes successfully reduced
3: Lightbrite's cost proposal by 23% as requested by the Arts Commission. In the spreadsheet, you will see Lightbrite's final updated contract amount that includes their additional scope
16: for fabrication, transportation, and installation of the artwork. Upon receiving their final cost proposal, uh, SFAC sought comparative pricing with two alternative neon production companies. The one that responded provided a wrong cost of 1.2 million dollars for the fabrication of the neon only including materials and labor this estimate did not include scope for additional engineering and inspection coordination transportation or work during installation the same fabricator then went on to express that their shop would not be able to support a project of this size and scope nor meet its complex logistical demands This all being said we believe that the $1,486,043 cost uh, provided by Lightbright for their additional scope for fabrication, transportation, and installation to be fair and reasonable, and are seeking your approval to increase their contract in this amount so that we may proceed with fabrication. In terms of next steps, here's an overview of our um, forthcoming schedule for this project. We're excited to be moving into this next phase. Uh, Pending your approval of their contract increase today Um, uh, with your approval, we will be certifying their contract modifications uh, by the end of this year um, and expect to complete permitting the permitting process. And electrical coordination work by early next year, Uh, we expect to issue a notice to proceed with fabrication um, in early March um, with completion uh, several uh, 2 years later in October, 2026. Um, there's approximately, we've, I think we've budgeted 15 uh, months for each sort of half of fabrication. It's a large undertaking. This is a lot of neon for the shop to produce. Um, we expect for artwork transportation and delivery to happen in uh, December of 2026, with installation following thereafter and being completed in early January of 2027. Uh, so that's our next steps uh, uh, pending your approval of this contract increase today. Happy to answer any questions
9: i am commissioner Slander, thank you for the report <laughs> um so i am i know there's a lot of changes but this is not by 30 percent forty percent this is you know the the increase
8: um i'd like to i i know it's confusing commissioner no 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 i actually don't think he always said uh, the 1st amount was really just for the design. The 2nd amount, which is the 1.4 million, is actually to make it. Okay. So I just wanted to make that clear <laughs> yeah, because, because otherwise it seems like, why is it costing? so much yeah. money? and it's because the, the initial amount was just for essentially drawings and sketches okay. as well as the estimation. And now, if you look at the. Um, it's actually to buy the materials to create them. To actually engineer it, it's to make it to make the piece. So, um, even though it seems like it might be is that not working? Right? Okay. Even though it seems like. A lot it's because the initial number was not. really to make the piece or or that that
9: figure was really just
3: a, what it is to. Perform better.
9: Okay. When somebody presents something that there's some kind of number. So, Um,
16: so I can speak to that. So the, the original project budget for this project, um, I believe was approved as part of the project plan at uh, 1.1Million and over the course of several years, it became apparent that there were a lot of assumptions made about what it would cost to implement uh, a project like this and a project at this scale using neon. Um, so there have been ongoing internal conversations and reviews with both the artist and the fabricator every step of the way. The scope has extended and expanded as engineering and inspection requirements have, you know, con- you know, continued to snowball over the course of this project. Um, so, you know, we had anticipated a high number for fabrication, um, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, we didn't have a, we didn't have a final cost estimate because we didn't have a final artwork design. Uh, so this is, this is in, in keeping roughly with what we expected. It is somewhat higher. Um, however, we do have justifications for those cost increases, and those are what I listed Um, and we have had conversations with alternative fabricators that do um, provide us with evidence that this is a reasonable number for fabrication um, as well as the uh, ongoing coordination work and administration work that they have been and will continue to do uh, to implement such a complex project. They've been involved since the very beginning uh, in design development.
12: So, uh,
9: so So here's the. uh, I think it is, Yes, um, I do agree, especially cost of the gas. I mean, this number of export of gas that comes from Russia or Ukraine area, and so the the thing that I just would like to keep in mind, or something to um, put attention to, is that this is still kind of a moving as far as like with cost and things like that. And I would like to just get an idea of you know, do we think this is gonna change again? You know
3: That's a great question. Is it that one and
9: also is the because it's such a huge amount, is the process is the the way things are laid out, is it by reaching milestones and that so that's that's the other yeah, question. I'd like to
16: those are both great questions. To answer for qu- first question, uh, we feel confident in the budget line items that you're seeing in front of you today. Um, these are based on cost na- estimates received from subcontractors and material suppliers that are locked in for several months and do take into account conti- a six-month contingency in terms of a pr- potential production or other delay in the timeline. So we do feel confident in these numbers and that they will not shift or move from this point. Um, in terms of your other question about the um, project milestones, yes, Um, when we develop the modification to their contract to add this additional scope, it will include a payment schedule that will align with key critical milestones. The 1st will be, you know, the notice to proceed, they'll receive a certain amount of a certain percentage of this amount. 2nd, will be upon our inspection of their work at 50% completion. And finally, uh, there'll be another payment upon our inspection at uh, 100% of completion of inspection. So we do definitely lay out very clearly um, milestone payment milestones that are aligned with the, the various uh, stages of, of fabrication and our inspections of, of those of that work. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Commissioner McCoy.
10: Um, Mr. McCoy here. Um, thank you for that. This is a um, very interesting project. I have a couple questions regarding. Uh, I'm not very familiar with the use of neon, so um, excuse my <laughs> little education here. So my assumption is that there would be a lot of maintenance with keeping up this. So is there a budget for maintenance in this number, or because I did not see that line item? Yeah. It,
16: no, so this is just for the contract with the with the fabricator, so it doesn't include maintenance and conservation. We have a separate allocation held within the larger project budget to take care of the artwork.
10: I I definitely understand that, but this seems like it might be something that's a little bit different or outside the normal scope of taking care of artwork. Like it's you know it's electric, it's neon that these burn out. Mm-hmm. And um, my second question is really about like. A, Uh, just the, I I know that the engineers have figured this out, but considerations around the heat emitted from the neon in the, in the hallways, they can already get quite warm down there with the additional lights. Um, Is there any additional costs that, that are that we are taking on in association to increasing costs at the airport?
16: In terms of like, inter- uh, electric, you know, electrical or um, uh, AC HVAC, we will not be we, we will not be covering any of those costs. Those will be um, taken on by the airport.
4: Okay. Yeah. And it is an exterior artwork. Um, it's an okay, interior, artwork. I
10: thought it was yeah. interior. Sorry. Thank you very much for that.
4: And I just wanted to make a comment about the, you know, the maintenance concern. So we, um, as a. Artwork is located at SFO and we have a very close working relationship with the SFO museums to help us maintain the work that is um, at the at SFO. And so we have been in conversation with them regularly about the design. We have a mock-up on site to just see how the artwork does in that location. And so we are all prepared. Um, Hopefully, knock on wood, for the maintenance concerns that may come up and the maintenance needs that may come up. We also have an annual maintenance MOU with the airport um, that we update on a regular basis, um, cost-wise, in order to allow for costs for the ongoing maintenance of all of the works at SFO. And so this would be incorporated into that maintenance agreement when um, uh, when it's installed after its installation.
13: Yeah. Thank
10: you for that. This is um, 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 I think it's going to be an incredible piece of art. And I think this, I, the reason I brought up this uh, particular concern was just because something like this, a bone out of a piece of it can just. Kind of ruin what we're trying to do here and the aesthetics. So I'm just, I'm glad to know that we have a whole plan to make sure that this is all kept up. Thank you.
8: Thank you commissioners, both uh, commissioner Miesler and Commissioner Clay. I also wanted to point out that. Um, our Crackerjack team in public art has experience in neon because we already have a neon piece that um, we installed, and so we actually have deep experience working with neon neon fabricators, all of the actual maintenance issues. Yeah, <laughs> <sure you> <laughs> that,
5: um,
8: and, and I and I feel terrible. I'm blanking the artist, Joseph
4: Kosuth. Oh my God, how could I do that? Anyway, uh, yeah, the artist Joseph <laughs> you Kosuth. Know. I I have to say that um, there are, you know, it's right on the Bill Graham, so it's very close by. And we have been, you know, there is burnout on those NEON right now. Um, The accessibility to the side of Bill Graham is going to be much more challenging than accessibility of where this artwork is. And the fact that we have SFO Museum staff that's there that can help is going to really improve um, our ability to respond quickly to the NEON um, maintenance that needs to happen at Bill Graham.
8: Um, I also wanted to um, compliment Jackie as well as Mary um, because this is an incredibly complicated project and it was very funky material. Um, And I I was really excited to see the mock up. I thought that was fantastic in terms of actually being able to see it realized. I don't know, but. We uh, may be the first airport to install neon as a, a public art material.
4: Uh, again, pioneers. So I'm um, very very. I excited. think maybe not neon, but definitely disco balls. <laughs> 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 and
10: then just,
16: just to get the disco balls, mm-hmm. right? Yes, we. And, and not, But just quickly add. You know, Marcus Davies mm-hmm. has been project managing this project um, since uh, Zoe left the, um, our agency, and has been doing a really great job, working really closely with the artist and like Bright as well throughout this whole process. So I just want to. Just want to comment. thank you, thank you, Marcus. I this is I think this is just going to be literally a star,
8: a rock star, of our airport. Um, I also wanted to um, thank you for working so closely and finding solutions to keep the budget down. And I think the worst is, I mean, I'm going to miss the bobby pins, but if we had to do that, then I think you know it's probably not going to be noticed so much. You, don't, you don't miss the bobby pins? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, um, we have, um. This now is a um, is, comment, right? I, I've never read the motion. So I need to read the motion.
1: We'll do that after we'll do that. After. We can okay. Do
3: that. Okay, so I am now asking for public comment. Yeah.
1: Okay, for those joining remotely, please raise your hand to be put in the queue. If you're listening via WebEx, if you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Um, the instructions are on the screen. We will be taking in public comment um, public comment first.
2: Um, so we'll give it a few seconds online to see if there's any public comment. Um, there's no public comment at this time. Okay, thank you, Craig. Thank you, Tara. I
8: am now um, seeking a motion to approve an increase of light brightening. Oh, I'm sorry. I have one more comment, <laughs> um, and this is actually to address Commissioner Miss's concern, and and that is that I think it was a bit confusing that the motion is stated as increasing a, a design-only contract to the fabrication. But, and I don't know you. Would, maybe you would work with our. Um, Curry to reframe it as like phase 1 or phase 2. so it doesn't sound like you're actually increasing a design contract by tenfold. I think that's 1 of, one of the um confusing things that kind of caught us off guard. Yeah. So, Thank perhaps you. the way that it can be framed will be. One's design, one's application. Yeah, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I am now seeking a motion to improve an increase of light, bright, neon studio, LLC's design only contract from 144,864 um, dollars uh, to 1,630,907 dollars. And this is an increase of 1,486,043 dollars to include the additional scope for fabrication, transportation and consultation during installation of an artwork by Andrea Bowers. DBA Radical Patients Incorporated for the San Francisco International Airport Harvey Milk Terminal
3: 1 underpass lighting project. Do I have a motion and please state your name? So moved, Commissioner McCoy. Do I have a second?
9: Second, Mosley.
3: All in favor, please say aye. 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 Uh, any names? Aye. Okay. I'll oppose the Okay, the motion passes unanimously.
2: Thank
3: you, everyone. We are now on hopefully the last agenda. No, no, we have no name. No, no, no. <laughs> we are now on
8: agenda item number ten: Traffic Company and Forensic Services Division. And this is a discussion on possible action to improve an increase in the Studios contract from one 000, 000, to 1,417,195, an increase of 260,000, dollars for fabrication, transportation and consultation during installation of an artwork of an artwork by Susan R. for the traffic company and forensic services division project. Uh, I would now like to introduce civic art collection and public art program director Mary Chu to present this item.
4: Thank you commissioners. Um, so, as a reminder, this artwork will be located on the northwest corner of 1995 Evans street at the intersection of Evans Avenue and Tolland in the baby neighborhood. The new building was completed in 2023 and houses a consolidation of SFPD's crime scene investigation and motorcycle units. Um, this is a rendering of the artwork. It will stand at 36 and a half feet high and 14 feet wide. It's built of four transparent plexi cubes with a common structural core. The reflective and transparent surfaces of the work capture light and movement and draw attention to the surrounding site and community. The LED panels embedded within the form will show pattern lights, tracing city data in real time. Within the lower tiers of the sculpture, a system of embedded chambers containing historic images from the police department um, and the city archives. Power and data are supplied throughout the artwork to create a beacon of interest that can be seen from a distance. A little small, Let me back up for a 2nd. So the artwork um, was planned for installation in the beginning of this year of 2023. However, challenges in communication between the studio and 1 of the studio's fabrication subcontractors has resulted in delays in the fabrication and delivery of the artwork. SFAC staff, with Marcus as the project manager leading the effort, started weekly meetings in June of this year with the studio and with our client, the police department, to understand the issues and to move the project forward. We have
13: basically facilitated
4: throughout this process with our city attorney as well as the artist attorney. For these discussions, it was determined that a portion of the fabrication Basically, the part consisting of the fabrication of the interior acrylic elements and the overall assembly of the structure could not be completed by one of their subcontractors, and that the studio needed to find an alternate fabricator. The studio um, worked with one of its current subs to provide a quote to complete this remaining element, interior cubes and assembly. Um, the studio also. Um, Upon printing the arts commission asked, uh, we asked them to research other fabricators to determine if the from their current cell was competitive. So, the studios did their due diligence in reaching out to various firms, and they engaged 2 additional firms, 1 based in California and 1 based in Arizona for alternate costs. Both of these quotes came out higher than the 1 that the studios got from their existing subcontractor. So uh, we had determined that the permanent the the subs concert uh, was a competitive bid, and that we will move forward with bringing modification of their contract uh, with Narduli Studios for the artwork application to VAC. And so this next, um, I wonder if I can increase it. Yeah, here we go. So, this shows um, what their current contract is, the additional amount we're seeking, and then the revised amount. So, you can see that their current contract, no is for 1.15, and the additional costs are associated with additional studio management fees and materials. And so, moving to a different fabricator, they sought some savings from the interior acrylic panel materials. Um, but there's increased costs for the interior plan fabrication, for the exterior metal installation, uh, for travel and electrical engineering, for the assembly and the stacking test logistics, um, and also we are including a contract contingency amount of about 20%. So we're seeking an overall increase in her current contract, Nardulia's current contract um, of 267.195. Um, so the revised amount would be the one million four hundred seventeen thousand one hundred and ninety-five. Um, similarly, we have seen increases in the cost for Adel's installation. Um, originally, we had an estimate of one hundred and sixty thousand, but uh, because of the electrical costs and also um, this issue of grounding, it needs a grounding um, element. This artwork. That there would be increased costs in a turn installation that we are anticipating increased costs of up to 154,362 a note to say that this grounding allowance um, is is just that Uh, we do not have the electrical drawings yet for an estimate. It's what we anticipate we might receive and so looking at an increase with a total revised at 314,362. and also setting aside an internal contingency of 50,000. And so you can see that between the installation and the uh, artist contract, the overall increase that we're anticipating is up to 471,557, noting that there are um, these, you know, um, pretty healthy contingencies that we put in place. And please know that the Arts commission needs to review and approve all, you know, all contingency costs. That would be, um, uh, charged to that contingency, but that they are spent and so, um. So, I'm bringing this forward and happy to answer, um, any questions. I'll stop there and so Maybe there are some questions from commissioners. Um, the 1st question
8: I have, 1st uh, of all, thank you for that thorough, um, explanation and I'm also, um. Such a bummer when that happens,
4: you know, <laughs> a subcontractor just essentially fails like that and but we can say. Yeah, No, and that's why we've been engaging with our um, a- attorneys, uh, because it's at that level where we need um, it, that needs to take place in order for the conversation to move forward. Yeah, um, so. I
8: think um, Mary was actually framing it in some nice terms saying that the, the subcontractor. Submitted a competitive bid, meaning they underbid what, what it would really cost in order to get the contract. And now we're faced with the fact that it was an unrealistic bid. <laughs> um, so I guess my first question is you put in a healthy
4: contingency. Up there it's 96,000. Um, I did and what is it I did because there are still some elements of this Mm -hmm. project that are outstanding Mm -hmm. that we need to work through and that includes a part of the electrical and part of the grounding and so we want to. Try not to have to come back to the commission for another another increase and so we want to um, be able to have a healthy contingency to cover those costs. We will be tracking very closely how that contingency is used. It's not that if it's not used, it goes to the artist. It actually reverts back to the commission if the artist's contingency is not used.
13: Do you do we,
8: what is the total of that? What is the total of the contingency for the overall
4: contract? It's a ninety six thousand figure that you see there.
3: Okay.
9: Okay, Commissioner Wilson. I don't know what to say. Because I, it's the end of the day, <laughs> it's like one of those things like we're talking about half a million dollars. So, to be real, it's the first time we're doing this, but I can't really answer this one. I don't know too much. This is a lot of public fund money that's being spent. And, uh, you know, there's a lawsuits going on. It sounds like there's lawyers involved, you know, is this going to. You know, I feel like there needs to be more concrete information. Um, it's just how I feel off the top of my head right now and I don't, you know, you maybe, maybe you have more information. This is just a lot to.
4: Yeah. So I'm happy to say that we have been, Like I said, we have been working closely with Lauren Curry and advising and, you know, on how we move forward with this project. I will say that this project is in mid fabrication right now. Um, so. We have elements that are sitting there, and in order to move this project forward, we need to we need to find a contractor that can do the work and finish the work and move it forward. So we are kind of in in a situation right now. It's uh, it's not an situation that we want to be in. Neither does the studio, where we have artwork that's sitting there. That's going to be accruing storage costs if we don't find an alternate way to move this project forward. With contractors that will be able to perform the work, um, be able to perform the work, and so um, we have come, you know, after six months or plus (laughs) of having these weekly conversations, we are bringing to the commission something that we think will be able, you know, if the price, the pricing, is reflective of what is the industry is calling for right now. We don't feel that these are highly inflated costs. Um, The police also, as I mentioned, have been on these calls on a weekly basis. They are very invested to see this project through. They're very excited. They want to see this done. The building has been already completed for a year um, with this outstanding. And so I recognize, you know, commissioner that this is not a situation that any of us want to be in, in order to make this decision to move forward. So, um, you know, this is where we are right now. Unfortunately, 1 of the contractors um you know that the artist was going to work with is is not um, will not work out and so we need to find somebody else and it's resulting in this delay and then these additional costs. And I I'm happy to answer any additional questions. I know it's not this is still a
9: one so there is their fabricator. We
4: have identified a fabricator that can move this project forward within this budget. Okay. And, like I said, there's some outstanding items, which is why I have a hefty contingency. Um, but, you know, I feel like this is what, you know, we we need in order to move it forward because we do do need to move a contract forward um, in order for. The artist to be able to revise their subcontractors agreement, you know, all that process takes several months to do um, in terms of contracting. So then they can start start to finish the fabrication of the artwork.
9: Okay, thank you. That was very helpful.
3: Um, Thank you. Mary. I also wanted to mention that, um. I'm just thinking of the best way to say this. Um, having been involved for many, many years, someone just asked me,
8: "How long have you been on the commission?" 14 years, <laughs> and public art projects since then. Um, changes in the cost, particularly because there have been delays. Whenever there's a delay, there's a cost increase. And the fact that even though this delay was not the artist's fault, it it, it sort of fell under someone who the artist had contracted with, and so that's. You know why we're bringing in the attorney in terms of okay, you know, who should bear the cost of this um, um, dishonest subcontractor, right? Um, so that's why it's it's difficult. But at the same time, I have seen other major public art projects that are you know, forward of a million dollars have substantial increases. So an increase of this much is actually not out of the realm. Um and you know, Mary can tell you that. Sometimes we've had, you know, like a one and a half million dollar contract, needing an extra four hundred thousand dollars just because of time, because all of these things can increase the contract the contract amount. And so I just wanted to um I just wanted to put this into context in terms Uh, of this. No, thank
9: you. I appreciate it. I I I do I do understand the cost overruns and I I only ask these questions because I this happens, and I just want to make sure that we do exhaust everything that we we can, and I believe that we have, and I we're already you know we halfway there. So, mm-hmm. so I would like this to get moved, and I want to see it. The public to see it. So I just I'm asking because um just mm-hmm. answered the question. So I really appreciate yeah,
3: it. No, yeah, sure, you should ask. Oh,
8: thank you. I appreciate that inquiry. That's our job. So. Um, Commissioner Commissioner McCoy here just
10: 1 quick question on the contingency. I see there's a um, additional allocation that we're not going to. Look at today for the installation, but is that contingency that you have in mind? Is that looking at any possible extra costs on installation as well?
4: Yes. You'll see. I have an internal contingency there underneath the Atel ML. and that's for that's outside of the artist contract. And that's for the install. Okay, thank you.
8: (laughs) Okay. Um, My last comment is that I actually was on the selection committee for this piece. It's a gorgeous piece and I can see why. Uh, the police are so excited about it, and it will be nice to see it realized. I, I feel terrible for um the artist to have to go through this. But fortunately, because of all of your hard work and the hard work of all of the um, constituents in the police, that it will move forward. So thank you.
20: Thank you mm-hmm.
8: Okay, so um I am now looking for public comment. Is there any public comment on item number nine? Oh, no, the ten. Um, it's not the art on market street poster series. It's. Yeah, right <laughs> traffic company and forensic services division.
1: Um, there is actually no public, um, <laughs> there's no public <laughs> present, and there is no public on the line. We could give it a couple more seconds to see if anyone logs in. There's no public comment at this time.
8: A okay. Um I am now seeking a motion from one of our commissioners to approve an increase of Narduli Studios contract from 1,150,000 to 1,000,000 417,195, an increase of 267,195 for fabrication, transportation and consultation during installation of an artwork by Susan Narduli for the traffic company and forensic services division project. Do I have a motion? So moved Commissioner McCoy. Do I have a 2nd? 2nd, in favor. Um. Any opposed that motion passes unanimously. Thank you everybody. Thank you. Okay, we are now on agenda item number seven.
0: Yeah, that's correct.
8: Agenda that. item seven, the Forty Nine South Venice Project. Uh, we are considering a discussion and possible action to approve as installed the two-dimensional artwork program for the Forty Nine South Venice Project. The program features sixty-six individual artworks by thirty-six by thirty-eight artists and is installed in the office building's second through sixteenth floor. I am now introducing project manager Aletta Lee. Thank you. Alita. Alita. Like <laughs> God, how many years?
20: No, it's late in the day. Okay. Um, I want to thank the commissioners for hanging tight. I'm the last magic item. So I'll uh, try to make this quick, but it should be pretty um, enjoyable. You'll see a lot of <laughs> <laughs> artwork um, that has been purchased and integrated into the 49 South. No, <laughs>
15: just,
13: just,
9: just
8: okay. Uh, so we have because we, we ran out of quorum. So we just need. We, you oh,
20: no, it's okay. You want to take a bio
8: break? A break? Yeah. we want to take
3: a bio break for five minutes. Is that okay? Okay.
2: Yeah. Break. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> 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 I so. Do I need to go into practice mode for practice mode? No, but should I I guess I'll go to practice mode for um
8: You can go ahead and just mute the microphones for now.
2: Okay. Yeah. And
8: then we don't have to deal with any more technology
2: issues today. Thank you. Yeah. Is the
3: order of the questions do things psychologically? Exactly. So
15: it
14: looks like,
8: you know. Are we waiting for terms?
10: Commissioner. Oh. Yeah. it's interesting. I think with a lot of um as things are changing there's a lot of like voting moments of how to that some things just may not work in that format. Right? You know, or. Things come up. Yeah, yeah. And I
13: think it, I think
10: it might be a fair observation to say survey may not work for certain communities, exactly. you know, and that's it. That's nice. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So, but I mean, that's that was a really.
13: we're going to
2: start and it's
14: five forty two
13: okay we are the meeting it's five forty two I would like to
20: introduce project manager alita Lee great thank you um so today uh commissioners sure I will be presenting the two-dimensional artwork program as installed for the forty nine south ns project and as uh uh, Commissioner Beltran mentioned earlier the program features 66 individual artworks by 38 artists and is installed at in the office building's second through 16th floors. And as a reminder, uh, the 49 South Venice building and project site is located on South Venice between Market and Mission Street, just a few blocks away from here. It is a beautiful new city office building that opened early 2021 during the pandemic. Um, so 49 South NS is a permit center and office building that is occupied by several city departments. The new city building is an 18-story tower on 11th Street between Market and oh I'm sorry, just read that. Um Mark between Market and Mission Street. Some of the departments and agencies currently housed in this building include the Department of Public Works, Department of Building Inspection, Fire Department the PUC, Department of Public Health, the Planning Department, Rec and Park, Board of Appeals, Entertainment Commission, and Office of Cannabis. The 49 South Van Ness 2D art program is currently exhibited on walls in common areas throughout floors 2 through 16. The 2D artworks accompany the building's larger collection of works, which include a series of sculptures in the pedestrian walkway by Sanaz Mazanani, a large hanging sculpture in the atrium of the main entry by Sarah Z, an integrated two dimensional artwork by Megan Riepenhoff, and a developing video wall program. Um, a total of 38 artists and 66 artworks were purchased for the 2D artwork program. The first round of 2D artwork installations occurred April 2021, and this included a purchase of 32. 2D artworks uh, from 15 artists and due to the success and popularity of the 2D artwork program at the 49 South Van Ness building, along with additional project funds uh, remaining a 2nd round of 2D artwork purchases was implemented and installed October of this year with an additional 34 2D artworks from 23 artists. All artists are either Bay Area based or have a meaningful connection to the Bay Area. And the artworks are located in office common areas throughout floors 2 through 16. Media includes painting, drawing, fabric, quilt, photography, collage, and mixed media. In the following slides, I'll be providing images of the 2D artwork purchased. Along with the artist's name and title, most of these works, you may have already seen when I last presented this project in April 2023 for the approval of the purchase of the artworks. Um, Additionally, you will see images from the 1st round of purchases uh, as well as some context photos of how these artworks are installed in the building. I hope you enjoy reviewing the artwork and hope that you also get a chance to see this in person. Um, Potentially in the future, there will be an opening event at 49 South Finesse once the video wall project is complete. Uh, in order for um, uh, SFAC staff and commissioners to be able to view the new works integrated into the 49 South Finesse site, including the new video art wall project. So for floor two, we have Tara K. Daly. Uh, the title is If Economic Growth Can Be a Substitute for Equality, Then Equality Can Be a Substitute for Economic Growth. Jason Hickel. We also have on floor two Kim Ano with Natural History. These are located on the permit level that is uh, most public facing, that the public can access to uh, work on their permits. Also, we have Janet Delaney, three works from her. Uh, Heart of the City Farmers Market, Helen and her husband, Chester at the Helen Cafe, AIDS activist, First Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade. And also we have on floor two, uh, artworks by Parmaet McNall, uh, which are titled In Fold 10, In Fold 11, and In Fold 12. On floor three, we have Chelsea Wong with Joy Dance Laughter. And we have Musée Essay, Skeletons 7, No Rhyme Nor Reason. On floor four, we have Terry Lowenthal with PsychScape 9 and PsychScape 23, as well as uh, three works by Lynette Cook, Orange Zest, Presidio Abstraction, and Color My World. On floor five, we have John Chiara. We have three photography works by him. Uh, One is Quintara Street um, at 12th Avenue, San Francisco, Inca at at Excelsior Wright, and Bernal Tower at Ripley. And then on floor five, we have Sean McFarland with Untitled 4.5 Billion Years a Lifetime Clouds, number one. On floor six, we have Natalia Bird. Blues and space between, as well as Claudio Talavera Ballon, Essay Oscuro Dia and El Campo, and Vincent Escarino with the basket maker. For seven, we have Musee Cece, again, with Room Without Bev, and a work by William Rhodes and Emory Douglas, African American Solidarity Quilt. We also have on floor seven floor works by Victoria Hillwill. Claire, it's called Clarendon Avenue, San Francisco, Fort Mason, San Francisco, Mariposa Street, San Francisco, and hashtag Daily Beauty in the Age of Coronavirus, day 44 25 20 On floor eight, we have a triptych by Val Britton titled Sea Change. And also a work by David Mazel, titled The Lake Project 18. On floor nine, we have a DMLA with gas show, fortress, hoods, and transition mill. We also have a work on floor nine by Elizabeth Jimenez Montalongo titled Grief and Power. On floor 10, we have Carrie Letterer. Deep in the Willowax too, uh, as well as a piece by Chris, Christopher Martin ever been some place. Uh, we also have Alice Beasley on floor 10 with momentary connections. And on floor 11, we have Chloe Roth titled the avenues number 11. On floor 12, we have Steven Lopez with their floral series, as well as artist Chelsea Wong with their work, selling fruit at the market. 13, we have Sydney Kane and her work is titled refutations. Part 1, and on floor 13, we have Deborah Ashheim uh, with her work human be in January 14th, 1967 after Eric Thierman. On also on floor 13, we have a work by Paul Madonna titled Trans Bay Park and work by Sarah Newton, Treasure Island Road, elevation nine feet. On floor 14, we have a work by Sheila Gandini titled Shelter in Place 20, as well as two works by Hugh and Starkweather titled Market Street 4 and Market Street 5. On floor 14, we have Alice Beasley with some quilter works titled I Was Destined to Fly and Praise Song for the Day. And on floor 15, we have work, two works by Emily From. Uh, first work is turning Hing, and second is Bayshore Boulevard. Also on floor 15 is Derek Lynch's work, Habitat, and Mel Davis's work, Mirror One and Mirror Two. And then last floor is 416 with the work by Robert Minervini in The Dust of the Future um as well as work from Tanya Wisheras three works The Mayor's Nest, The Star and The Bouquet and last but not least uh, work from Nina Fabunmi with the works titled Night Light, A Mine is Born and Chasing Shadows and so that's the complete 2D artwork collection at 49 South NS.
3: Absolutely. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, it's like we don't even get to see
8: it in person, but just seeing, seeing it here, kind of like blown away. It's just so spectacular. Great work. Thank you. I did have a um, just a informational question. So this, um. Acquiring
3: these did not require the arts commission to pick San Francisco. Resident artists.
20: Um, that was not a project criteria. However, all of the artists are either Bay area based or have a meaningful connection to the. To San Francisco. Which
8: I think is fantastic because yeah. I know. I think our artist
20: registry requires
4: you to be in San Francisco. It doesn't. We're not, uh, um, we've been advised that we should not be having uh, geographic limitations Taster. on our rfq's or rfp's um, we do know that there's an interest, of course, in, um, local artists. And so we ask for people's meaningful connection, knowing that a lot of people do have to move out of the city for one reason or another. And so looking at that meaningful connection as a scoring criteria is how we've. Um, address the local aspect, thank you for that explanation
8: because I was going to say, I mean, that's a relief because if we were to limit having San Francisco address, we would have so such a smaller pool and so many artists have had to out of the city because of the cost of living here. So that's fantastic. Okay. I'm now looking for any. Comments from any other commissioners
10: here, and I know this meeting is already going long, so we'll keep it short. These are—it's incredible—and thank you so much. Um, I'm really happy at seeing this selection of artists. A lot of them are very recognizable. They are—you know—either have worked in the Bay Area, lived in the Bay Area. If you know about art around here, you know these names. But these are—it's—it's just an incredible representation um, of our city and our community through uh, the art that's here. So this makes me really, really proud and happy. So thank you guys for all this work here. Thank you. Commissioner Wesley,
9: I have a five page letter would to read.
2: <laughs>
9: <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep it short. I'm actually, I'm doing a by the art that this program that provided, imagine you know, all these artists that don't have a place or some, some, someone new and, uh, you know, I know we mentioned local artists, but, you know, we drove artists out of this town with a higher cost of living. So, um, I'm hoping that someone will move them back, and there are plenty of amazing artists in the Bay Area, and I'm glad that our program just extends to art and local art everywhere. And this is amazing. I love it. I mean, it feels like, you know, you want to go tour the building when this is done.
3: I just wanted to follow up question there. So if
8: there are Bay Area based artists who would like their 2D or 3D and whatever work considered, how does that? How does that process work?
20: Um, we typically will have a call for different projects. So if a, if a particular project was looking for 2D artwork purchases, they can apply specifically to those RFQs. Um, and then so we join the mailing list
8: and get an announcement. Yes. Okay.
20: Great, thank you. Okay. Um,
8: is there any, pub- I'm now looking for public comment on this item. Um, switch. The- switch ahead 1 on
5: the
2: screen.
20: Oh, thank you.
1: Um, there is no, ac- uh, public in person currently, and there are no public on the line. We could actually give it a couple of minutes. Just or, sorry. Seconds. Um. And I think there's no public comment at this time.
3: Okay, so, um,
8: I read the motion in its entirety at the very beginning. I am now looking
3: for a. Motion so moved. Mo- move. Do I have a 2nd. Um, Say, <laughs> <laughs> <Please. laughs> I,
2: don't
8: I. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you so much. Okay, we're winding down. We are now on agenda item number 11, which is a staff report and I would like to introduce civic art collection and public art
4: program director.
8: Mary Chu.
4: hello again, commissioners 2 quick items for you. Um, just we have an open RFQ as a reminder, the Prochura yard modernization project. Um, where we are looking for, um, opportunities, um, for 3 artworks, uh, the call closes, uh, December um, 11th of this year. And then I also wanted to give a quick shout out to our collections team who really mobilized and did cleaning of artworks, um, before the APEC, and, you know, it's, it's. It's kind of like some of the hidden work that does happen happens behind the scenes, but very important work for us to be doing. And so thank you for mobilizing for getting folks out there and, you know, showcasing our city in the best way that we can. So. (laughs) And happy to answer any questions that commissioners may have.
3: Okay, I hope. I hope it wasn't too hard being out there with those little scrub brushes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, great. Okay, well,
8: thank you very much, um, Director Chu. Could we um, have any
2: commissioner comments on um, the report? Seeing none, um, is there any public comment? Um, there's no public comment at this time. Okay. Sorry. New business in and okay. Item twelve. Thank you. So we
3: are now on agenda item number twelve. Thank God. Uh, right.
2: <laughs> I want to
9: say something. Um. So I'm just going to commission staff. There's so much that goes on behind the scene. There's so much to do and so many details. And having done, it. just thought I'd show myself and I recognize how much work it takes to do anything, make any decision. So I want to take a minute just to say thank you for that, and I, we do appreciate it. Thank you.
2: I
3: I second that motion. Are
8: there any additional or uh, discussion, discussion or comments on new business
3: and announcements? Well, no. We are on agenda item number thirteen.
2: I call for public comment.
8: Oh, I'm sorry. Public comment. Is there any public comment on new business and announcements? No Thank you. Comment. Okay. <laughs> okay. I am now on agenda item I need a hammer.
13: Item uh, thirteen, I now adjourn
8: this
2: meeting. You so much.